Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is supposed to be Operation Wolf, but unfortunately, uh, the holidays got the better of us and we were unable to get together and record. But don't panic, Cartridge Commandos. We didn't want to leave our listeners empty-handed this time of year, so we resorted to the time-honored tradition of the Clip Show. That's right. Uh, We both picked out a few of our favorite games and uh, thought we'd take a look back on their review section, see what we thought. Maybe some Cartridge Commandos uh, missed these games and want to check them out. And if not, that's okay, too. Uh, Next week, it's back to normal with uh, Operation Wolf, I promise. And uh, we hope everyone... Had a safe and happy holiday season. And this week's game is Mega Man 2. Well, Nick, that finds us here at our final segment, our review. And as always, we review games using the classic Nintendo Power System. We rate on a scale from 1 to 5 across four categories, starting with graphics and sound. So what did you think about the graphics and sound, Eric? Well, I gave it a 5. I mean, the sound alone, as you can hear right now, it's amazing. <laughs> if Even if the... The game had no graphics. I would probably still give it a five for the quality of the music. I really feel like they they know how to use the Nintendo's. Like I, it's not just the compositions, man. I really think the quality of the sounds really gets me. I love it. Yeah, all the songs are just so darn catchy. Um, but then again, on top of that, the graphics are great. All of the enemies are really iconic. They're really awesome sprites, and just everything about this game feels right. It feels like the the enemies fit in their levels. They move the way they look like they should. Yeah, and they have a the simple but effective designs to where it's not like they were trying to do more complicated stuff than they could pull off. You know, like it, it looks like nice and crisp. I think. Agreed. So then, what was your score in this category? I also gave it a five. Excellent. Now on to play control, Nick. I also gave play control. A five. I did as well. It It's perfect, man. Everything feels great. Everything but the ladders. Yeah, I'll give you that. With The the thing with the ladders and pausing, that, that kind of sucks. But, but you know, that's infrequent enough to not hurt the score at all. I agree. Yeah, I mean, that jump, the satisfying three-shot fire of the Mega Buster. Yeah, it's like everything's like right in the middle, man. The sweet, that golden mean like of... of of video game controls, I guess. I love it. It is definitely one of those games that when I'm playing, I always know where I'm going to be when I jump, when I fall, when I move. Mega Man responds exactly as I think he should. Yeah, anytime I died, I didn't, even if I missed, you know, it was always, it was on me. It wasn't like I felt like, I'm like, I was trying to do something and, and it was too hard to achieve. Like, it was like, I, I screwed up and jumped into the pit, not, you know, I accidentally. Uh, 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 <laughs> indeed, Nick. What would you rate this game as far as challenge is concerned? I will give it a 2.5. I think it's pretty much right in the middle. It's not hard. You could beat it one or two days if you really put your mind to it, you know. And But it's fun enough to play around and it has enough, you know, different weapons and things to experiment with that it's worth a little more than that, you know, time-wise. 
I gave it a three uh, because if you don't know the order of the bosses, there can be a bit of a challenge. And of course, the Wily stages, the bosses through there are a bit harder. Now, without the Metal Blade, I would give it a five. Yeah, some of the levels get would be... I don't want to think about that. No, but the Metal Blade's in there, so this is a solid three. Now we come to the theme and fun. I give this a five because I find that each level fully reflects the theme of its boss. It sure does. And, God, this game is so much fun. Uh, yeah, I would definitely give it a five. I'd give it a six if I wasn't limited by it. <laughs> but this is one of the games that I come back to and play all the time just because it is a sheer joy. Absolutely. It's not It's not so hard that I have to, like, really, you know, it's just fun to just pick up and play, you know, for a few levels maybe, you know. Does that mean you gave this a five as well? I sure did. I figured. And that brings us to our final question, Nick. Should you play this game? Yes. I also gave it a yes. And then a yes, and then a yes. Yeah, it's one of the best NES games, and in my opinion, the best Mega Man game, at least. Yeah. I agree with you. It is the best Mega Man game. Sorry, Mega Man 3 people. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, play this game. It is a seminal point in Nintendo history. It is a perfect nexus of play control, music, theme. The only reason I wouldn't play it, there is no reason. Go play it. Go play <laughs> yes. it right now. It's a game that made, it pretty much became its own kind of genre. It spawned how many Mega Man games are there? Like 30 now? Like It seems like it. It was, And it was Mega Man 2 that really put it on the map. So, Indeed. This is one of the top five Nintendo games of all time. So go out there. And if you haven't played it this past week, go play it now. That's an order, Cartridge Commandos. And this week's game is Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest. Starting with graphics and sound. Well, um, for graphics and sound, I gave this a 5. You know, I gave it a 5 as well. It's all awesome. You have a lot of great music. All the music's pretty, you know, it's not super catchy, but it's very fitting. And, uh, and it's high quality for it is. Nintendo. This is the uh, first use of Bloody Tears, the very famous Castlevania song. So good. And there is a definitely a feeling evoked in the music from the night or the day mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. a town or in the castles. Yeah, and all the everything looks like the... <laughs> and I mean, while the background graphics used for the towns and the mansions are pretty much just sprite swapped, they do look good. and They, they do a good job of changing the colors up enough on those backgrounds to give you the idea that you're in a different place. Mm -hmm. And the, all the... The wilderness background, you know, the mountains, uh, you know, the various areas, they all look really good. I think it's all very fitting and setting a kind of atmosphere of being, you know, it's a swampy forest, you know, a, you know, very Eastern European marshy feel to parts of the levels. I like it a lot. Next up, we have play control, Nick. I gave the play control a 2.5. A 2.5? Really? Yeah, I just gave it that because I feel like it's nothing special. I didn't have any problems controlling my guy or using my items and stuff. Like, it's just kind of standard Castlevania feel. That I feel like your jump's kind of hard. The, the level design kind of brings that out in certain places. And as always, I hate going up and down stairs in Castlevanias, but... Well, see, it's interesting because I gave it a 4.0. Oh. Now, mm. 
that's for the very reasons you gave it less of a score. <laughs> um, it is just that Castlevania control scheme, but I find that to be pretty much spot on for the way they design these games. You are really never asked to do things that you can't do very easily with the controller. The only parts that really get me are the very few areas that have the rising and lowering blocks. Yeah, there's, yeah. There can be some tricky timing on those, but that's one of the few uh, jerk places in this game when it comes to <laughs> your play control. How would you rate the challenge of this game, Nick? Oh, I gave it a four. Um, and pretty much most of that is just figuring out what to do. <laughs> that can be the most challenging part. It's not a very demanding game. To Platforming's not that bad. Some of the enemies can be a pain, but you can level up if you really want to, and that helps take some sting out of it. But Yeah, I was really torn um, as to what to give this game for challenge. Uh, I couldn't decide between a two and a six, <laughs> even though six is not on the scale. Um, I would really actually give it probably like a four or 4.5. The problem is that this game is not hard. It's easy. Fighting no. the enemies, very easy. Uh, getting around, very easy. For the most part, much easier than the first Castlevania. Uh Downside, there's no meat anymore. There's no wall meat, which yeah. is one of the things I love. Uh, <laughs> so you're not getting more health that way, uh, which gives a little bit of challenge to it. But really, the challenge of this game is in its obtuseness, that there are just many things you have to do that without a guide or randomly finding one of those clue books, <laughs> you are lost. There is no way you're going to know to kneel next to a thing to summon a tornado to get you to another zone. <laughs> It's, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's rough. And finally, we find ourselves at the theme and fun. Um, I gave it a four. Well, I gave it a three. Okay. I mean, I, I think the big, I'm a sucker for exploring games. I like journeying around. Um, I really enjoy all the weird messages you get, whether they're outright lies or just bizarre things that I'm like, why is this? This is a cool little thing. I, I think it's fun to check that stuff out. And I mean, I gave it as high a score as I did because it is fun exploring this land. It does feel like you are in a giant sprawling place. There are towns, there are people, there are towns that are abandoned, there are people that don't want you there. That kind of stuff is really cool. It, it, yeah. it adds to this theme of the game. But... They took away my movie monsters. Yeah. And that's one of the themes I really like. Yeah, I feel you. And I mean, one thing too that frustrates me is that I'm like, this is like kind of the only Castlevania game that went outside the castle, you know? Like, I, and that, those are my favorite parts. Like in RPGs, I always like the outdoors better than the dungeons. And so I was like, wow, cool. I can get some Castlevania style action and some woods and stuff. And then they, I guess the third one's, you know, outside a lot too, but uh, not as much as this one. Well, Nick, I find myself asking you the question I ask at the end of every podcast. Oh, yeah. Should you play this game? <sighs> I really like this game, and I want to say yes, but I think most people wouldn't like it. Um, I'm, I'm going to say yes because you can see a lot of where uh, a lot of future games uh, got took, you know, a lot of uh, design notes, you know, the uh, kind of action RPG, you know, uh, most of the Castlevania series is more like this than the actual first Castlevania, you know, uh, especially the Game Boy Advance games. and, and Symphony then, uh, of the Night. Yeah, I mean, Symphony of the Night is really what they're aping, but that itself is kind of, you know... Based off of this Metroid template. and this, you know, it's like this this game and the Metroid would combine to have a bunch of beautiful babies, so... Well, I'm glad you gave it a yes, Nick. <laughs> because I gave it a no. I, I kind of thought you would. <laughs> this game has great ideas, but it's missing so much that I think the Japanese version may have had. Mm-hmm. 
I'll never know until I learn to speak Japanese or read it, which will probably never happen. So, unless you're a huge fan of Castlevania and you have to see, you know, I don't know, the first appearance of Bloody Tears the song or uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, you can If you love the Castlevania series and you want to be a completionist and you want to know about every thing that informed later parts of the series, then yeah, play this game. I mean, I think it should be said that if you are not shy about using, you know, if you get stuck, check a game fact or, you know, walk through and see, like, those resources weren't around when this game first appeared, so that could, takes a lot of the sting out of it, you know, unlike games like, say, Friday the 13th, whether you know what to do or not, it's still hard, so. True. In but, those ways, like, the game itself is easy enough that I think it could be palatable. If you really want to have a great time, just go play Castlevania 3. Yeah, it's, yeah. And this week's game is DuckTales. Let's begin with graphics and sound. Well, Nick, I gave this the big five. Wow, really? For graphics and sound? I did. Okay. Uh, you know, what'd you give it? Uh, I give it a 3.5. That's it? Yeah, I mean, I thought that uh, the graphics are very appropriate and faithful. Like, they they look good, you know, And similar. they're great. They're colorful. I mean, everything's really crisp. You, you know what it is. You know that's an ape. Even though that's an ape through the DuckTales lens. It's true. It's true. They're yeah. They, they look just like the uh, the artwork on the the cartoon, and you know you do have a lot of really good music, but like the bosses, you know, none of the enemies have like almost any frames of animation. Like it doesn't seem as uh, I can see you that. know, and the bosses are all just like I'm a big thing. True, but they are all really cool looking things, and they look like either they're characters from the show or an interpretation of what that character would be like if it was on the show. It's true, it's true. I just, man, I just wasn't that uh, Well, amazed. for me, this is the most faithful I'd ever seen any cartoon uh, adapted to a video game. You know, your character sprite looked like the character in the show. The characters you interacted with looked like the other characters. And uh, personally, the music, I think this is one of the best NES soundtracks out there. Well, it is, uh, you know, Capcom, Mega Man team, are, uh, they're always top-notch musicians, so... Yeah, um, I could sit there and actually did listen to each of the theme world's musics for more than two or three minutes. Yeah, I mean, I mainly penalized it because um, the moon music is so sucky, and I hate it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, and to top it off, that moon music, it's so good that I made an MP3 of it just to keep on my iPhone. See, I really like the Amazon music. It was my favorite, but... It's good. Uh, I'm yeah. not going to say it's, it's bad. What's your favorite music, Cartridge Commandos? It's the moon. Yeah. All right. Well, then, uh, what did you give this game in the category of play control, Nick? I gave it a three. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, there's not a lot to it, so that's a you know that's good. But it just drove me nuts that why do you have to be pressing right or left to do the golf swing? Why can't you just press B and do it if you're just standing still? Like if you're not up against something, you can't even do it. It. it I don't know why that bothers me. but <laughs> I don't know why that bothers you so much to give it such a low score. I gave this a four. Um, I found that the play control was great. The jump is exactly what I want. It's a mm -hmm. nice big jump. You know, The more you press, the more you jump. The pogo mechanic is one of my favorite mechanics in all of classic gaming. In fact, 
I love it so much that it's the reason I bought Shovel Knight when I first heard about it. Oh, yeah, okay. It is such a good mechanic that they went and took it and ran with it for their entire game. Um, You know, the one reason I didn't give it even higher score is just the fact that sometimes it can be a little awkward to get that first pogo in. You know, to get the, the button switch around to press down, hit the B button, etc. But other than that, I felt like it handled like a dream. You went everywhere you wanted to go. It never asked you to do more than you could. I only felt like um, it does, it handles very much like Mega Man, and some of that is, you know, like on the ropes and chains and stuff, you can get some weirdness there. That is its biggest downside, but I will say he can jump further off of a rope than Mega Man ever could. But yes, that is very fair. Well then, Nick, I'm very interested in what you thought the challenge factor of this game was. Uh, I gave it a two. And I gave it a four. You said it was that hard? Well, okay, let's put it this way. Are you talking about it on normal, easy, or hard? Well, I'm just talking about on normal, so. So am I. I didn't think it was, you know, super hard, but I did find it very challenging. If you don't know where a lot of these uh, one-ups are or Mm -hmm. extra men, I could see you not making it through this game because there are no continues. That's true, but it does take a little... um... A little exploring, but I mean, there's at least two one-ups, I swear, on every level that you can find. And once you get your life up, which is, isn't is that tough as well, you know, you can get through it. And I wasn't even trying to get all the money, and I got 880. True, er- but I'm thinking of those, not the cartridge commandos, those coming to this franchise fresh that have never played this before. They're not going to even know there are extra hit points. Like you said, it's not even in the book. Well, yeah, that's it just takes a little exploration, but none of the, even without them, the platforming none of it's very demanding i thought so i'll agree with you there but i also give it this uh, challenge rating because it is sometimes very very far before you'll get to a checkpoint and sometimes not at all therefore making you start right at the beginning of the level yeah but again there are shortcuts for almost all the levels to the bosses some you know or if not straight to the boss but close so that you know it, it just pays off the exploration i see where you're coming from but i think we're just gonna have to agree to disagree well, Nick, I, I have a feeling we're going to disagree once more. <laughs> Uh-oh. What did you put down for theme and fun? Um, I gave it a four. That's very respectable. I, uh, I think it's, you know, accurate representation of the cartoon, and it's just it's fun to bounce around and explore and stuff, but it's just, uh, it's just there's just not enough there for me. Like, I wish that there was another level or two, or, you know, maybe the bosses had a little more to get into, maybe. Well, I gave it a five, because... I think every level is spot on. It, it's just a joy to play. I love bouncing around, that pogo action. And I, there's, I just love exploring this game to the beautiful and wonderful music that's playing while I'm doing so. It is, it's, a, it's a blast, uh, I will admit. Uh, I liked it a lot. And I only just wish that they would have done, like, you know, I wish there was a boss that you had to golf swing some stuff into. Or I feel like there's some mechanics that were good but never fully developed. But not necessarily making it bad, though. Well, that brings us to our final question. Should you play this game? You should. I agree. There's no reason not to. It's uh, it's pretty, you know, respectable, fun, short, easy game. I mean, whether you're a fan of DuckTales, the show, or not, this is a fun and great game. This is the beginning of an era of many good Disney games. And some of the uh, only good licensed property adaptations into uh, video games. Yeah, on the NES or Genesis, or Super Nintendo. Now, I would also say that this is a Capcom gem. This fits neatly into the many games they've made, and it's up there at the top of all of them. 
Sure. They're, um, you know, they had a, a, a name that was synonymous with quality in a lot of ways for a long time. And uh, this is part of the reason why. I implore you guys, whether you've ever heard of this game, you're a fan of the old series, maybe you're excited about that new series, find a way to play this. Even the remastered version, it is a blast. And this week's game is Donkey Kong Country. the first time you mentioned zero to five eric no i think i did before oh, but, okay it's uh, the first time i remember <laughs> i just oh i thought it was one to five <laughs> let us let us begin with graphics and sound oh. well i gave this game a 3.0 oh really for graphic okay yeah because you know while it's not my cup of tea I can understand that these are in some ways good graphics. And there is a level of polish to the animation that That's I find true. very refreshing. I gave, I gave it a two because, uh, which in parentheses I kind of put, I was like, it gets a one for graphics, but a three for music because I really like the music, it's high quality, and you know, all the, the backgrounds look good, but. And even if you remove the my own personal distaste for the Donkey Kong face, uh, I feel like the Super Nintendo, at least at this point, just couldn't handle it, and it's just too pixelated. I feel like, even, especially the main even apes. When, even when he looks off the edge, and his eyeballs shoot out. <sighs> That's gross too, because it's like you don't just throw in like one. You know, I have Looney Tunes animations once, you know, <laughs> and no other time. It True. offended me. Now, I really did enjoy the backgrounds. Uh, you know, the effects of the change of time. Mm -hmm. The various weather effects. Those were yeah. all really good. I mean, it wasn't quite as colorful in some, you know, for the most part. Because you are just kind of like, well, here's another cave. They all look this, you know. But you do get like, what, six different backgrounds maybe. It's not true. And it's the music is very good. And I also really thought the sound effects were really good. They sounded like the things they were supposed to. You know, the minecart the clank of the wheels, that kind of stuff, was really good. Mm -hmm. As much as I may find some of the monkey sound effects disgusting, <laughs> yeah, they were well done. Yeah, I mean, it's more of a subjective thing, I guess. We're distasteful, at least on my part. I'll, I'll acknowledge that. So then, Nick, what did you give this game uh, as far as challenge is concerned? I gave it a 4. Okay, I gave it a 3.5. I think... Um, for the most part, it's pretty medium in, in challenge, but there are certain levels where it really spikes, And but the hardest thing of all is getting the will to just play more because I just was like, it. that was, <laughs> I didn't want to. It's not fun. Yeah, you know, my notes on this part are that uh, most of the game is easy, but there are parts that are just way too hard. And it's like, normally when you encounter a hard part and get past it, there's a certain uh, achievement, like, or you know what I mean? I'm like, man, I'm, I beat it and I'm done. But with this, it was just anger, where I was like, why did you put me through that? Like, it's not, it's unfair gameplay a lot of times. Yeah, I'm looking at you, minecart levels. <laughs> well, out of order, but uh, what did you think of the play control in this game? I gave it a two. I gave it a 2.5. Okay, I, I think it's normally pretty decent, standard, but... 
I, you know, I don't know. Like the carts and barrels parts, like really bring it down. I don't, you know, it's see to me. Depending on who you were playing, you either felt too squirrely or too stocky. Well, okay, I will say that I was almost always Diddy Kong um, because I liked his jump better. So, but he was so squirrely in it, like, and not in a good way. Like, I guess, uh, but Luigi. it was like, but yeah, but like, well, uh, see, I don't know. See, I, I, I don't like the Luigi jump, so maybe this is like my happy medium. But I felt like Donkey Kong just felt so slow, and for me, I was like, I'm just trying to get through this crap as fast yeah. as I can. I wanted to play control in the middle of the two characters. I can see that. But that's yeah. just not an option. Yeah. Well, our final category, Nick, is theme and fun. I gave it a one. Aww. <laughs> it's my first one ever. I gave it a two. Well, I think, you know, I wrote down some levels are almost fun. Like, there's some levels where I felt like they're starting to get there, you know, uh, bouncy bananas. You know, I'm like, oh, there's multiple paths, or I'm exploring a little. I'm, right, I'm, right. I'm using mechanics to do different things, but for the most part, the game, it's too repetitive. It feels like like a an older... NES game that just got a graphical update. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's area wise the themes are spot on. Yeah, yeah, no, but, that's true. The graphically, you know. Yeah, and, so I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed that, you know, it's like, oh, I'm in the forest, I'm in the Arctic zone, this or that. Yeah, that part really resonated with me. But I, there could be fun to have in this game, but just not for me. I get well in a world. When did Super Mario World come out? Yeah, well... A couple years before this. I mean, granted that did set a high standard early on in the Super Nintendo lifetime, but I'm like, even Super Mario 3 has more to offer gameplay-wise by a long shot than this game that came out like four years later. <laughs> well, I think I know the answer to this question, Nick, but <laughs> should you play this game? You should not. I forbid it. <laughs> you know, I agreed. I said no. I think... Um, Maybe you have some nostalgia. I yeah, know. I said maybe a sequel. Maybe one of the sequels are good. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this game has... I feel like we're going to have to find out one day. Ugh, it has the raw clay to make a decent game, but it just wasn't fully there yet. To me, this game is, as I said before, about five or six great ideas. But then they wanted a game that had ten, so they just doubled <laughs> those five. Yeah. You know, there are things that are fun in this game, but then you do it five more times with slight variance on that theme. You know, and to draw a contrast with our last game, DuckTales, like, DuckTales only had five levels. And for me, I also, you know, I was like, man, I just wish there was more to it. It feels like five-eighths of a game. But the, you know, the other approach would be this, where I'm like, maybe if they only, if they cut this game in half to where, you know, you have enough mechanics to maybe fill out 20 levels. Or, right. You know, like, to keep the, keep it fresh, you know, or interesting. I agree. No. Maybe you have some nostalgia for this game. This was one of those you had on the Super Nintendo. Maybe you got the pack-in version. Who knows? But if you did, more power to you. Yeah, I feel I feel for you, man. Go play this game again, <laughs> just for that, that little bit of uh, reclaiming your youth. Oof. Otherwise, we're going to have to say for the first time, for both of us, <laughs> hold off. Yeah, I this game inspired a hatred for Donkey Kong for me that made me, um, whenever I would see him in Smash Brothers, he was always public enemy or, number one. Or, as I can attest, Mario Kart as oh, well. Oh, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I have a grudge to this day. So if there are any Donkey Kong defenders out there, watch your back. Don't watch your back. Write in <laughs> and address your letter specifically to Nick. I will make sure he gets it. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Vice Project Doom. 
starting with graphics and sound. I gave this game a 3.5. Okay, I give it a 4. Okay. Now, the reason I didn't go that high is because the sound is a little bland. Yeah, like, um, the graphics are awesome. Like, yeah, I love the sprites in this game. Yeah, they're As, all they're all pretty unique. You know? Your main character, he's got a really good look. Yeah. Great animations. Yeah, and the backgrounds are awesome. And even when the enemies are bizarre, I still like them. Yeah, yeah, and like, you know, we mentioned that wavy effect earlier. You get it with some fire and mm -hmm. in the water and stuff. It's just, uh, it's kind of, uh... Like, impressive, where I was like, you don't see a lot of that on the NES. No, and the backgrounds are awesome. They're all really colorful. They really pop. They they make the level stand out. Yeah, lots of detail. Looks good. The sound effects are, you know, all right. Like yeah. I said, the sound in this game, it's not bad. It's serviceable. It's never, uh, never stands out. Yeah, like, the music's, like, good quality, but, it, you know, none of the songs are like, you know, it's not like Ninja Gaiden where I'm like, wow, like, four of these songs are awesome, like, yeah. really make you want to kick ass. These are like, well, yeah, it's okay. None of these songs are going to be stuck in my head. No, no. Well, Nick, in the category of play control, I gave this game a 3.5. Um, I, I wrote down a 3, but I am I'm bumping it up to 3.5, because just the more I think about it, it, you know, it does a lot of things right. Yeah, you know, it doesn't it's not an amazing game to control. You never are like, oh, look at the crazy stuff I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. But it's never bad. No, I, I never found myself like frustrated trying to do things. Um, you know, opting to give you the select button to switch weapons is awesome instead of trying to map it to direction plus button yeah. stuff, you know. And the fact that it has quality controls across three different forms of gameplay. That's, that's true. It's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. Now, the reason I didn't go any higher uh, was because there is not an opportunity to do anything tricky or cool. Or right. Fun. So while it is a pretty standard move set, it never asks you to deviate from that or do anything too crazy. Yeah. But it is just nice and solid. It's tasteful. So, Nick, what did you rate the challenge factor of this game? Uh, for challenge, I gave it a two. Really? That low? Well, I just felt like... Unlimited continues, man. Like it's I, a I, sticking point, isn't it, for you? It's that continues section. Well, I just I'm like I, you can always just keep going, like right, and you don't, you know. But it does start you back at the beginning of the level. Yeah, but and those later levels have a lot of parts in them that are just instant deaths, and that is why I gave it a three point five. Okay, I think the beginning is pretty easy, and it's got a great curve. You know, it really works you into the mechanics of the game. Mm -hmm. But those last three levels are just really brutal. I didn't, I mean, the ones that gave me the most trouble were the last shooting level, and uh, I'm trying to think of the other ones in particular, but I, I just, uh, by the end of the game, it was mostly about me trying to be like, get enough grenades or blah, 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 as opposed to... Yeah, and that's the other part is, you know how many times I went through that very last hallway making sure I got every single ninja that fell from the ceiling because those <laughs> are the ones that give you extra ammo? Right, right. I mean, I, I replayed that last level for at least half an hour. Right, right. So... Yeah. Yeah. For me, 2.0 means I played through that last level once. Right, right. I Maybe mean, twice. Well, yeah. I'm not trying to talk you up. I'm just <laughs> saying you're wrong. Oh, no, okay. And finally, Nick, we have the theme and fun category. I gave this a four. Excellent. Well, I figured why not keep it solid across the line <laughs> give it another 3.5. Oh, okay. You went all the way down. <laughs> I did. Uh, I said, you know, this is really fun. Uh, the levels tie together into the story, uh, they are all very unique. So the theme aspect is spot on. Yeah, yeah. 
fun-wise, you know, I really enjoyed all the levels of this game. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you do have the story, to quote-unquote story, that drags mm-hmm. you along. That's, you know, it's it's... It's not a great story, but it's so cheesy and fun. Like it's just funny to see him. Like, what, what, what's he gonna say now? Like, exactly. I wasn't into the story for like the dramatic side of it, but right. it was so ridiculous that I, I really did stop and read. All yeah, of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and to me, the switching out between levels—that's what really ups the fun factor. Yeah. Now, if this was a game where every third level was different, I think it would be even more fun. But yeah, it's just a fun, cheesy, you know, kind of cops versus clones slash druggy slash aliens, like bizarre. Every You got everything, you know? It may have been 1991, but this packed in everything the late 80s was about. Yeah, they, they really hit all the bases. Well, I've got to ask you, Nick, should you play this game? I think you should. Um, It's not a big hit, but it's also, it's just a fun, you know, not too, not too difficult. Like you can pick this game up and beat it in, you know, a couple days. Like back in the day, I would have considered it um, a good rental. Agreed. I said, yeah, you should. It's good. It's not great. Right. But you know, it's a nice, nice little game that is different from a lot of what you'll find on the NES. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of the side scrollers has just enough to differentiate it, I guess. And it came out so late in the life cycle of the NES, I think a lot of us overlooked it. I know I did. So, you know, hey, if you're really into side-scrolling shooters, uh, or maybe overhead driving games, or even Operation Wolf, check this game out. Yeah, there's a little something for everyone. And this week's game is Super Mario Bros. 2. Graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a five. Oh wow, for graphics and sound. You know, the sprites in this game are amazing. They were a huge leap ahead of Mario 1. That's very true. Um, you got to see a distinction between Mario and Luigi. There was a real personality, I think, in each one of the characters you could play as. And the music in this Mario is, I think, my favorite. I gave this uh, a four. And the reason I, I had the graphics are they're very serviceable and they're very appropriate. And, and they're, they look good, but I mean, this game isn't like, you know, there's no super like bosses like Contra or something, you know what I mean? But yeah, I can see that. The music is great. I like the music in this so much better than the music in Mario 1 or 3 even. Which, they're both have great music. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, maybe it's like personal taste subjective thing, but it just, you know, it has a very different feel than the music in uh, really any other game. It has a very uh, ragtime piano kind of vibe. That's what I wanted to say, but I don't know my music words that well, so I didn't want to make a fool. But yeah, it's, it's awesome. I really like the music a lot in this game. Next up is Play Control, Nick. Um, I gave it a three. All right, I gave it a four. Okay, um, I think the, the Play Control's really good. Uh, I did not have any problems doing stuff, and it does give you uh, a good amount of options for only using two buttons. And the reason I gave it a four, say, instead of a three or 3.5, was just the fact that the four characters really allow you to play in the style that you want. Yeah, that's very true. It does give you different ways to interface, and I, I love that about this game. You know, are you someone that likes a shorter squatter jump? Then you got Toad. Do you like someone that has the squirrely, free-floating legs of Luigi? You got that, too. 
yeah, and uh, it's fun to, uh, you know, the play control works really well for princesses hovering. Like, if you're really good, you can, like, jump and then press the button on your way down to start floating. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I do know. It's, uh, it's kind of tough, but it's there, and you can do it. Yeah, and uh, the only downside to play control is, I think, when you're on ladders and ropes, it can get a little squirrely. Yeah, because you can just walk off them to the right or left. Indeed, but this is a definite um, step forward in the evolution of Mario 1, I think. I agree. So, Nick, next up is Challenge. I gave it a 3.5. As did I. You know, I said it's hard, but not hateful. No, and you, you get two continues and ample opportunities to earn lives. It doesn't throw lives at you as much as later, say, Mario 3 will, but... Yeah. You can get them you know, through repetition. And there are plenty of warps in this game. Yes. So uh, if you don't want to play through some of these harder levels, there are many ways to get around them. Yeah. Like, you know, as I beat it this last time, you know, I would go back. Like, you know, when I came back, I would just warp to where I left off. Indeed. But, uh, the only thing I didn't, the only reason I wouldn't warp was to get more lives. Oh, sure. Yeah. But otherwise, uh, you know, the game does demand a lot from you, but it's never anything you can't do. Well, our final category, Nick, is theme and fun. I gave this a five. As did I. It's an awesome game. It's I feel like it gets slightly overlooked compared to other Mario games because it's so different. But I, I, the things that are different I love. I wish this branch of the family tree would have kept growing. Yeah, the fact that you can change characters, so awesome. The theming between worlds. I know it's Arabian and it's based on the old Doki Doki Panic. <laughs> But it fits well. I mean, it's a new type of world. It's a dream world that Mario's going through. Well, and the level design's really awesome. Like, you can see, you know, when you, when you climb up for, for so long and then you fall down. Or, you know, you're going up and down these towers that are connected. Uh, you yeah. Can, you can really tell, especially if you look at the maps online, you can be like, man, this, this all fits together very tightly in, in a sensical way. Well, as a child, you never had to, uh, had a leap of um, faith to where one door would enter and one would leave it all made sense if you could match it up in your mind's eye yeah it wasn't just doors going somewhere which i mean a lot of games were and it's like that's fine but when it, when it actually works out in, in a coherent way it really adds something special yeah and everything comes together just to make such a unique and enjoyable experience that really uh spawned many of my favorite things in the mario world yeah sure and uh, you know with this game lends itself to a lot more of kind of varied exploring than a lot of other Mario games even. You know, you can, where's the potions? Where's the mushroom? Where's the best place to use it? How do I get past these things? Like, there's a lot of stuff to check out in each level. Agreed. And, you know, last but not least, they finally made Luigi a tall, skinny guy. <laughs> so, Nick, should you play this game? Yes, you should. I say the same. This game is such a classic but still different from all of the other ones in the series. Yeah, it would be great to see them revisit this gameplay style, maybe even not as a Mario game, but it's just, you know, there was something great going on here too that I wish they wouldn't have just let go of. Well, we've seen a Super Mario 3D World. We've seen new Super Mario Brothers. Maybe if we're lucky, we'll see a new Mario 2. This week's game is UN Squadron.
Um, I gave this game a four. I also gave this game a four. I said it has awesome sprites. Yeah, small, very detailed. Amazing animations. And really fun effects. And, and really handles a lot of uh, enemies and bullets on screen. Like, there's some slowdown, but that's when it gets real extreme. Really extreme. But most importantly, you have all those things with some badass music that yeah. really makes you want to fight. Yeah, I um I never really thought of this game from my past as having great music, so I was a little caught off guard by it. I was like, wow, it's really good. Yeah, it's one I definitely want to listen to separated from the game, so I don't have to hear all the explosions and bullets happening in front of it. And as for the graphics, honestly, I don't know if there's much more we can say. We've uh, gushed about the sprites, about the animations, about the backgrounds. I mean, I don't think there's any part of the graphics in this game that we don't like. Yeah, it definitely holds up way better than I remembered. Next up is Play Control, which I also gave a 4.0. Okay, um, I give it a 3, but because um, I think it has very good, solid controls. It doesn't ask a lot of you, but mm -hmm. it makes it very easy for you to do everything you want. I put that it is, it is as responsive as it needs to be, with no extra fuss. I mean, literally, I was pulling off some really badass moves. Oh yeah, it's, you know it's it's a lot of fun. All your weapons are easy to use, uh, intuitive. And I will say, uh, I play a lot of uh, shmups on the arcade cabinet, and then I've also been playing some twin stick shooters on my computer. And going back to this, I was just amazed at how well I could thread the needle, fly where I needed yeah. to, get through the enemies, the bullets, the missiles. You know, I, I loved it. Well, Nick, what did you rate the challenge factor of this game? I gave it a four. All right. I almost gave it a 4. I was on the fence, but I gave it a 3.5. Okay. And the reason I did was I said it was very hard, but it does give you three choices of difficulty level. Yeah, that's true. And I think between, you know, you do get three continues of three lives. And during those three lives, if you haven't gotten at least two or three extra men, like, you, you can... Uh... You know, uh, you can power through, and the the stages are they give you enough money, and you do have the option to grind. Well, and you have the option of what levels you want to tackle in what order. So if there's one that always gives you a lot of trouble, you can hold off on that and and do it after you've upgraded. Exactly. For me, I felt like it was tough, and while I beat it on easy, I am working on beating it on normal, which I don't think should be a problem. And I think with a lot of practice, I could even maybe get this one on hard. Ooh, I don't know. What about the secret, which I don't know if we mentioned, the secret gamer difficulty mode? There is an input you can put in on the second controller that will give you a harder gamer mode, and I'm pretty sure I will not be playing I'm that. I'm not going near it, man. Well, Nick, our final category is theme and fun. I gave this game a 4.0. I did as well. I think this game is so much fun. It is a blast to play. It is speedy. It is fast. You have tons of options. But most importantly, there is a lot going on that's different amongst your different stages. And that's hard to do in a shooter. Yeah, well, this game, uh, you know, I, I like shoot 'em ups a lot. But this one, since you had so much choice from your characters, you get to level up your guns. There's all these different weapons, like your different planes. Like, it gave you different options and strategies. Yeah. Like, it was just fun to explore and replay. Well, that and you get to choose your path. You know, I'm having mm -hmm. trouble with this level. I'm going to just not worry about it right now. I'm going to go fight some Jeeps or the convoy or whatever. Which, I mean, uh, this game would have been fun if it was just level after level. You know, one after the other. But just doing that little extra choices that it does, uh, to me, makes a huge difference in replay value and, and just, you know, to keep playing when it gets hard, you know, or 
it, it just I love it. Well, I think I know the answer, Nick. But should you play this game? You're darn tootin' you should. I agree. You know, I don't know what else we can say. Obviously, we both love this game. Yeah. We were both surprised at how well it held up for both of us. Absolutely. You know, don't go into this thinking you're going to breeze through it in a day or two. It does take some practice. You know, if you're really good at shoot 'em ups maybe you're going to have a little easier time. Yeah, but, you know, it's fun to just putz around and explore the different planes, weapons, find out which character is for you. Yeah, what plane do you like? Which loadout is your best option? I mean, it's going to be Greg. He has the coolest mustache, so just, just deal with it, people. The only mustache. Yeah, it is the only mustache. But all in all, this game is amazing, and it should be on anyone's Super Nintendo list. And this week's game is Rock and Roll Racing. Starting with graphics and sound. Holy Toledo! I give this game a 4. Well, Nick, I gave it a 3.5. Okay. Now, I almost gave it a 4. I said this game has great sprites. I mean, the fact that every angle of that car is a different sprite. Yeah, that's true. And the way they just very seamlessly transition from one to another is amazing. Um... The music is spot on. My problem is, there's only five songs. Yeah. And as good as they are, that gets a little repetitive. But more than that is that the tracks themselves are so repetitive in looks. Yeah, I mean, well, they only really vary six times between planets. Yes, and that is the problem. Um, every track on a planet is just indistinguishable from the other unless it has some sort of horrible jump or cross that drives you nuts right right um the big reason i went for four you know i agree graphics are are good but not great and you know the music if i had more songs i would get you know the sounds awesome but only five songs but it really gets the extra bit for me for the, the announcer man i love him so much and he has a, a good amount of variety and it's actually informative about what's going on so ouch well next up is play control and uh, I only gave this game a 2.5. Okay, uh, I give it a 3. Uh, I said that it's good sometimes, but it's just so different between all the different cars and, you know, at your different levels of traction that it's hard to get a handle on the new steering if it's just been an upgrade or if it's been a new car. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, it does take a little, you know, anytime you have the ability to upgrade and change your uh, interface, so to speak, it, you know, it does mess with it. But I... I felt like I was able to, I was generally able to do what I wanted, and I knew when I screwed up that it was my fault. So what was your score for this section? A three. So not much higher. Yeah, and I mean, again, being able to change button mapping would have been awesome, but I, years ago, had already created my own way of holding this and controller. That, that's what kept this from being a three for me, was the fact that that damn turbo jump button is stuck on X. If you could, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you can map your buttons different, people, do it. Ouch! Well, Nick, what did you rate the challenge factor of this game? I think it's going to be a little lower than what I did. Um, I gave this game a three. Well, I gave it a four. Okay. I, I can see it, but my big defense here is that you have a password and that it never makes you, sends you back a planet. You know, you don't have to re, you know, it can That's be very true. frustrating when you have to do a division over, but more money, I, you know, so there's that. The reason I gave it a four is that I felt like um, the AI got really brutal 
for your challenge yes. racer. Well, and you know, I don't know. Maybe it would. I would say something different if I played through the whole game on Warrior Mode instead of just the Last Planet. Yeah, that and combined with the fact that since I don't have your years of playing under my <laughs> belt, uh, I had to do a lot of grinding for money. And by grinding, I mean playing races that were fairly easy, but just I had to do it over and over again. Yeah, or keep trying to kill them all, man. And if I didn't, the next level would just be way too hard. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's hard, you know, but not impossible. No, and I mean, we just brutalized through this game in a few days. Like if you were just playing it kind of casually, you could easily, you know, move along. I don't think it would be that frustrating. No, I think this is definitely one of those games that you have to pick up the driving skills and hold on to them for a while. Sure. Ouch! All right, now we are in our last category, and that is theme and fun. What did you give this game? I gave it a four. I too gave it a four. It's uh, it's I mean, it's one of my favorite kind of styles of racing game that I haven't seen a whole lot of, you know. And I agree with you entirely. Um, as you know, I'm a huge fan of the pulled out perspective of the same in the Ivan Iron Man Stewart's Off Road Racing. Mm -hmm. I thought my skills would parlay over a little better into this one. They did not, sadly. Well, that's a little more zoomed out, you know, or like Super Sprint. You know, they're they're similar, but this is, you know, it's a little closer to the action. I mean, I, I'm being able to shoot missiles at other cars is like what I felt like every racing game has been missing. for, for <laughs> Since the beginning, I agree. Until Mario Kart um, kind of made it standard. <laughs> yeah, this thing has music and mayhem in spades. The way you want to have in the term rock and roll when you're 12 and when you're... <laughs> 30 it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter it's it's just a it's just a lot of fun there's a lot of personality in all the characters the cars the announcer yeah larry Supermouth is awesome uh, i can't say it enough and you know theme wise the planets all have a, a theme and they they try to get that racer from that planet to match that theme and they do a pretty good job yeah it's yeah, not a not a huge lot of variety in the backgrounds i mean a little bit but i mean that's not really what you're there for for the most part so yeah i love it well nick our final question should you play this game yes yes you should it's a lot of fun and uh you know you don't have to try to take it down in one go you know take it easy enjoy it for a couple days for a week two it, it won't be that bad well i said yes as well but i said probably two-player versus <laughs> well yeah that's definitely a lot of fun like if you're not into the whole one-player campaign like it that's a fun one you can just pick up and it, i think more fun than a lot of versus you know one-on-one -on -one first person racing games yeah this is uh i'd say in the top five of two-player versus racing games and i would say pick it up and play that first see how you like the racing if it grabs a hold of you if you gotta hear that 16-bit get your motor running <laughs> yeah you know head out on the highway if you're looking for adventure then this is the game for you yes Tarquin should avoid mines! And this week's game is The Legend of Zelda. Starting with graphics and sound. Nick. I gave this game a 4.0. Okay, uh, I went 3.5. Fair enough. Uh, I said the music is top, top notch. Yeah, it's mostly the music. Like The graphics aren't bad. There's a good variety of sprites, I think, but they're not like amazing. 
I don't know how I feel about that, Nick, because so many of the sprites convey exactly what you need to know about each creature. Um, the fairy looks great. It's a fairy. You know, mm-hmm. the mummy is a mummy. Those, yeah. The, the slimes are slimes. You, you know what this thing is. Yes. So I really do enjoy that. Um, you have to admit, the sound effects in this game are almost perfect. Yeah, I mean, they're, they all they, they sound exactly like they should. Yeah, and they are so good that they have been reused in every Zelda game to, <laughs> to this date. Yeah, it's, it's top-notch stuff, man. I mean, especially the music. Like, uh, the main theme, the overworld theme, is probably it's one of, if not the best or my favorite, uh, you know, NES music. Now, I will give you that the animations aren't the best in this game. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there, I don't think there's anything bad about the graphics, but it's just like it's not a game that I like when I look back where I'm like when I think of like man those graphics are great like I'm like I think they're very good especially for its age, but it's just I mean it, they're they're very effective. They uh, are I like that, and I think you know the graphics don't really shine until you get to some of those bosses. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and so I can see where you gave it the score you did. It should still be somewhere in the fours though. That's oh, okay. <laughs> So, Nick, play control. We might be a little closer on that one. Okay. Uh, I gave it a 3.5. Okay. Um, I gave it a, I gave it a 3, but I don't really feel that strongly. I'm like, I, I think it's good. I never felt out of control at all. Yeah. What I wrote is uh, it, there's not a lot to do or do wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's you only have three inputs, like your D-pad, A, B, and you get to map that, which I like. Yeah. It's, you know, you are just facing a direction and then doing the thing. Yeah. To me, being able to map that, that's that's what gave it the 0.5. You know, that's what okay, knocked yeah. it up. I, I really thought that this was a concept, like so many other concepts in this game, that I don't understand why it wasn't carried over into any other games on the Nintendo. Right, right. Or like the, the boomerang is a great feel to it. It's fun to use. Um, the ladder can be pretty squirrely sometimes where you're like you don't half know. on a platform and then you can't get off. You have to go back the way you came. But still, uh, like I said, it's... Very rare that I like got mad and, and couldn't control myself right. Right. The biggest problem for me in this game is the awkwardness of switching items. And yeah, constantly pausing. It's pausing and then moving things around. I don't know if there would be a better way to do it um, with the limited amount of buttons that the NES controller had. You could uh, maybe yeah. select your way through things, but... I don't know. I'm like, yeah, with, a, with a better controller, you know, maybe if you had some L and R buttons, you could toggle through, but I think, you know, with the NES pad, they did the best they could. Yeah, it is a minor gripe. Minor indeed. All right, Nick. What did you rate the challenge factor of this game? I gave it, uh, originally I gave it a 3, but it bumped it up to a 3.5 after I started playing it the noob way. Okay, I gave it a 4.0. I can, I can see that. I was, I was on the border because I was like, oh, it's Zelda, I know what to do. But it was like, if you don't have all the power-ups when you're going through, like, yeah, first two, maybe third level is hard. But four to six, like, that's a rough stretch. And if you don't get your, your ring or, you know, a bunch of heart containers, etc. Oh, I agree. I mean, I said that this, this can be hard. It can be confusing. It could be none of these things for you. And if so, then you have the second quest to go through. Yeah, I mean... There, there is a challenge somewhere in this game for you waiting. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you know, but to be fair, you can just continue infinitely. So that's... Which is nice. Like, even though, you you know, you go back... If you're on the overworld, you're back to that start spot. Yes. But which, if you're in a dungeon, you just start at the beginning of the dungeon. Which, yeah. Which is pretty cool, even though you only start with three hearts, so you're probably going to have to fill up your life. Blah, blah, blah. It's good stuff. All right, our final category, Nick, is theme and fun. Yes. 
Well, what did you give this game, Nick? I gave it a 5.0. I, too, gave it a 5.0. I, I love this game so much. Uh, it's so fun to just explore. I know, even though I already know everything, I still have fun going around. It's a familiar place that I've spent years, literally. Yeah, um, I, I put this is an awesome world. This is, uh, th- I wrote the same damn thing you did. I wrote, <laughs> that it is the most fun exploring and uh, that it never gets old, that there's always a new little area that, oh, I didn't realize there was some coins in here. Every wow. few years, I find one new little area that, oh, what a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I learned some new stuff uh, this time. I was like, I can't, I didn't know there was a third 100 coin spot. I was like, oh. Awesome. Or Game on, man. Dodongo thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's constantly new little nuggets seeping their way in. But more importantly, the feel of this game is that of just being young and not knowing what's around the corner, what's yeah. in the next room. You know, going back to this game, it definitely reminds me of all those feelings, but it's not just nostalgia. I can see that this game laid the groundwork for so many games that came afterwards. Oh yeah. Way ahead of his time. And like, uh, one thing that I really, I really like about this game that I, I didn't quite realize it until recently. I've, I'm kind of, uh, playing around with the original dragon warrior recently as well. And I was like, both these games are lonely. Like it's just you. Yeah. You're going around like this game. There's no towns. There's a couple old people. They're all hiding in caves. I really like the kind of, I don't know, you're just like a dude on a quest. Like, it's just you. I agree. I mean, I will spend 20 minutes a year walking around Hyrule <laughs> in this game for the rest of my life. Yeah, it's uh, it's so good. Well, you know, at the end of every podcast, Nick, I ask you the same question. Yes, you should play this game. Everyone should play this game. You yeah. should have to play this game in middle school. You know, I wrote, turn this podcast off right now, (laughs) go find a copy of this game, play it, beat it with pride so that you can join the millions of others that have beaten this game over the years. And you can hold yourself up there with any Zelda fan and you can argue about the lamest or the biggest (laughs) features of the newest game. But until you've beaten this one, the original Legend of Zelda, you don't have a, a voice in any argument with me. That's right. You're not wanted here. No, that's just, that's not, that's not true. You're so wanted here. We love every one of you, but seriously, as long as play you this game. This week's game is Comic Zone on Sega Genesis. Starting with graphics and sound. So what do you think about this graphics and sound? I gave it a 4.0. Hey, me too. I thought the sprites were great. Uh, the animations were so fluid and just really amazing. Um, the music, really fun. But yeah. the downside is, it's a little uh, little repetitive. Yeah, I mean... It... Not repetitive where a song loops, 
just so many of the tracks sound the same. They very much do. They have a very set like sound they're going for. I don't know. And it's, you know, it's very 90s sounding. And I'm... Yeah, I did specifically note that this very much sounds like alternative rock. So Alice in Chains, yeah, yeah. Nirvana, that kind of thing. Which, as somebody who is not a fan, then or now, of, of that style of music, I was like, yeah, you know, I give them credit for doing it well, but it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm a huge fan anymore, but I definitely owned every album you should have during those years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I was definitely feeling it while playing the game. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you go to the sound test and you burn through each track, that's when it really stands out. Yeah, that, yeah. That they all have the same beat. They all use very similar <laughs> instruments. It's like whoever did the sound on this really found the things he liked and what sounded well and then just went with it, stuck with it. Yeah. But like you said, man, the graphics are awesome. The backgrounds look really good. They're all very colorful, detailed, um, everything. everything always something interesting nice. going on. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, in that uh, room that's your favorite with the glass bobbles. Yeah. And that liquid swishing around. You know, there's just all these nice little touches. Or like one of the first panels, you're just like, you're in a you know, dystopian future New York. You got a Statue of Liberty head knocked off back there. There's like lightning and rain. Just little details that don't really add anything, but atmosphere. Right. And the way you move between panels is always some sort of really um, heavily animated flourish as you swing from one to the other yeah. or grab it and flip around. And those look just amazing. I, I think this is one of the best looking games on the Genesis. Agree. Agree that. Now... I doubt we gave this next category such uh, high marks, and that would be <laughs> play control. Yes. Um, I actually wrote down 2.5, but I might bump it down to 2 now that I've been talking about it. Because uh, I am also at a 2.5. It's, uh, it's, it's on the line there because it's like it, they try a lot, actually. Yeah. Like you do have a large variety of moves. Yeah, and you can usually do what you want to do. And I mean, we're talking with one button, <laughs> like you can jump and then you have your action button that mm -hmm. does everything else. Yeah. And I really, you know, when I wanted to do a uh, down kick or that roundhouse series of kicks, I could, but here's the problem. And I think we agree on, and that is that it often wants you to do things that are at the very edge of the possibilities with there the are, control yeah. scheme. Well, and like multiple times, I'm, oh, I, I just dropped down to the next panel, you know, without picking anything up, or I left my rat up there because I was trying to pick him up. Like, mm -hmm. that was, the, I ran into that multiple times, even when I was looking out for it. It really frustrated me. You get all these different moves, but they're, they're not even all that necessary. So it's like, eh. I right. Mean, I don't know. I, like I said, it's, I'll stick with 2.5, I guess, because I, I think it, it tried a lot and it pulled off some. So next is the challenge factor of this game. And I had a real hard time trying to pin this one down. It is. It's it's weird. <laughs> so I gave it a 4.0. I I put 3.5, but I was really debating higher because I'm like, you know, it is a tough game given that you only have one or some mysterious number of possible continues. Mm -hmm. But because you basically got to get through it in the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I said no lives or continues. I mean, at first, uh, no full health. Yeah. There's no way to really refill your health. Unless you beat the level. Everything hurts you. Yeah. Everything you touch it, or kick hazardous. or punch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean... And, and there are instant kill pits. Oh, yeah. And, I mean... So, so all of these things add up to a big WTF. And to me, 
this, it means you, you really have to be meticulous on your playthrough. Yeah, you have to really be careful as you go through because it's like, you might think that fighting the enemies is the hard part, but it is not. The combat with enemies is actually pretty easy, I thought. But It's all it's, the obstacles. And figuring out these puzzles, you know, very rarely did I do it the first time. Usually I would die and then be like, well, what the hell, and then come back and try to puzzle it out. But there's always an instance where one slip of the controller or one false jump will end it. And if not, then, you know, you're you're slowly being whittled down by breaking background pieces. So, yeah. you know, it is tough. It is a tough game. And finally, we have theme and fun. I gave this a 3.0. Okay, I give it a 3.5. Um, I said it's literally like playing a 1990s comic book, <laughs> uh, for better or worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's got a lot of very timely, which I kind of like it for, but maybe not everyone will. But, you know, it does take you back. Oh, yeah. I mean... It channels all of Rob Liefeld, uh, Eric Larson, that extra testosterone, yeah. weird feet, I giant bodies, tiny head look. Were there any lens flares? I don't remember seeing any no. of this, but But, you know, the reason I did give it such a high score in that fun category is just that it introduces a lot of really cool ideas, puzzles, and mechanics that you don't see in this kind of, in a, a game with combat. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's got a lot of neat flourishes, like enemies hurting each other you know anything that hurts you will hurt enemies too so you can you know uh yeah you can figure out how to use it to your advantage it creates like a consistent kind of world language that you're like okay well this fan hurts me it'll hurt them i can throw them into it or, or stick a, a block in there or you know different things it, and, that makes a lot of fun yeah i mean that might seem uh like common sense to a lot of modern games but you know in this day and age <laughs> that was unheard of yeah you didn't yeah <laughs> you wouldn't even look for this stuff so i mean well, well, it is pretty tough. I think it's a lot of fun and cheat your way through it. It's 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 a very short game, actually. Once you know where to go and what you're doing. Like, if you could beat it in one run, it's like 40 minutes, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. 45. Well, you may have already answered this question, Nick. But I'll ask anyways. Mm -hmm. Should you play this game? Yeah, man. It's uh, I'd never played it before. I liked it. Uh, it's pretty tough, so don't feel guilty about just, you know, cheating your way through or, you know, to whatever level of difficulty you want. Well... I'm going to have to say no. No. Don't play this game. For most people, I think it's too hard and too obtuse, too oblique. You know, the 90s music and references, the look of it, isn't going to appeal to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm... I personally did really enjoy this game, but I feel like it's just so hard and so brutal right off the bat. Many people will not get past that. Now, if you are a huge Genesis fan, um, then maybe. But any way you cut it, if you do want to play this game... I say, go find those Game Genie codes. Yeah. Enter those codes. If you don't have a Game Genie of your own, then, you know, you're probably emulating this. And most emulators have a Game Genie code right. section <laughs> in there. So you have no excuses. There's a way to get through this game. And if you are a fan of beautiful sprite work, of wonderful animations, and, you know, of that weird time we called the 90s, <laughs> then you should, you know, check this game out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's worth it to see... I really like the graphics a lot. It's one of the best-looking games in a in a kind of unique way, and it just has a lot of little neat ideas. So I, I think it's worth it to check those out. And this week's game is Earthworm Jim 2 on Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. 
movie. Starting with graphics and sound. <laughs> well, Nick, I gave this game a 2.5. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I give it a 4. I said the sprites and the animations are great, but the backgrounds and sound effects are not not that great at all. And the music, while okay, is often just annoyingly monotonous. It repeats too much. I thought the music was not very... It, it just like blended in the background. It was more like atmospheric. I, you know what I mean? Like, well, I the only times I noticed it was when it became annoying. I see. I, I was never annoyed by it, so I was just, I don't know, it was there. Fair enough. But uh, I really like the sound effects, especially all the voices. Okay, now let me take that back. I consider the voices to be separate from the sound effects for some bizarre reason, and those are great. Okay. The sound effects were the part I didn't like. I didn't like the the shrillness of some of the explosions and the weird sounds and the gratingness of the, those giant... Uh, I, man, I, I... Whatever the... the Filing cabinets? Filing cabinets. Yeah, They yeah. just really got on my nerves. Fair enough. Uh, I didn't... Yeah, those are all things that didn't... I didn't really notice them either way. I just really liked, uh, especially the sprites and the animation, like... Yeah, the animation is what saved this one for me. And the like in the Peter Puppy levels, Puppy mm-hmm. Loves, like the background, the way it scrolls, it kind of uh, left and right. Like if you look, that fountain and stuff around it, like it yeah, scales the, really the house, well. Yeah, the house the puppies are in and the the whatever dog, they have like dimensionality to them. And yeah. Even the animations of that puppy being held out the window, it's so fluid and it it is a work of it's art. It's way he's moving. Yeah, it looks like yeah, but. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I thought it looked good, but there's a lot of areas that were just just there. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to vary again on this next topic, and that right. is that of play control. Um, I just gave it a 2.5. Okay, then we're not that far apart. <laughs> I gave it a 2.0. Okay. Um, I said there's so much to do, but so little use for most of it. Like, you have this great moveset, but you barely have any reason to use most of them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the real difference between shooting something and whipping it is, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, you get eight directional shot, which I like, but I thought the snot was hard to use, so. And we didn't mention earlier, when you shoot, you can't move. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not a huge fan of that mechanic, but then on top of that, once you really get used to the controls and you feel comfortable, you're moved on to a new control scheme. And, oh, and a lot yeah. of those are for one level only. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You and, have a lot of different things. And those one stages that only have the controls for that one stage, I just felt like a lot of times they weren't as spot on as I would like. I can see that, yeah. Well, I know we're going to have some different opinions on this category all now. Right, all right. And that is the challenge factor. Yeah. Um, I gave it a 3.5. Oh. Okay, good. <laughs> Earlier we talked, and you really made this game seem like it was a walk in the park for you. So no, I mean, I maybe it was just that I knew what I was getting into more. Yeah, well, I uh, gave it a four okay. point five. I mean, it's I could possibly back this down to a four now that I understand the continue system a little better. Yeah, and the passwords, and the fact help, that there's passwords. Yes, that yeah. I never had. Well, yeah, if you have to, that that's one that I wouldn't have known if it wasn't in the manual. Because you're yeah. just like, what are these things I'm getting? I don't care. Uh, but that's basically I like, where I was at. I was yeah. like, I don't <laughs> know what this square does, but it doesn't seem to do much. So I said, you know, this game was so hard and confusing. Um, also continues, question mark, but I guess that question's been answered. The real thing for me was that I barely knew what to do a lot of the time. I'd never played this before or watched anyone play it. So right. the goals were really unclear to me. Yeah, in certain level, I mean... Especially in the side-scrolling levels where it's just like, where do you go? What do you do? It is kind of tough, but for the most part, they're like, 
they're not really like deadly. Like you no. have the ability to, you know, you can, it's just like, you get sick of being there. You're like, I don't know. It looks know? worse than it is. And then my final note, uh, as to why I gave it the 4.5 is just two words. Puppy love. Oh, ah! well, our final category is theme and fun. Um, I, I give it a 3.5. I gave it a 2.0. Oh, I thought okay. about a five. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. You know, it sounds more fun now that I talk about it, but... Well, I mean, it's... Uh, for me, a lot of it... I mean, I guess sort of part of it's like nostalgia, but, uh, you know, it does... It's a it's a very weird, like, slice of the 90s, like, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I like that. And You know, I can see what they were going for a lot of the time. I just wasn't really feeling it, you know? Uh, it was just so odd that they didn't go all the way with some of their concepts. Like, I felt like, you know... Maybe if I had two levels of that flying thing, yeah, you know, and each one was half the length, that would have been a little more fun. Or I can see a lot of the levels felt like they're just uh, a little long for what they offer. Definitely, but uh, I and I would have liked more, you know, the side-scrolling actual levels. Agreed, because that is what really makes Earthworm Jim shine. Like this is like to me, it's like if you look at Battletoads, and this is like another step. It's better. But I'm like, you're not quite there to where it's all super awesome. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, maybe maybe one day we'll get that, that final third step in the evolution. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> well, Nick, at the end of every show, I have to ask. You're, legally, you have to. It is required by law. Should you play this game? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes, but you probably should cheat or at least be aware that you can get passwords or just come back to it. I, it's not a game that I would want to just like plow through in like two days or something because right. it'll get old and it did and that's why i said no oh i I'm thought sorry. you might i thought you might you know i say watch a video there's a lot of really crazy fun cool things in this and a lot of weird wacky things that you really just want to see you don't really yeah. need to experience i can see that uh, if you've got a friend that remembers this game fondly sit them down on the couch next to you watch them play you will have more fun than them probably and then on top of that you know if you are going to play this like nick said use codes there's a ton of codes. There's so many codes. Like, we didn't Code even out. touch, like, the, I mean, I feel like they knew what was up. After the first one, they're like, we're going to release this game. There's going to be tons of codes in it. And and the codes are accessible during the pause menu. So you can just layer them as much as you want. You don't got to wait till you start over at the beginning. You're feeling it. Throw in a code. P.S. Code. And this week's game is Super Metroid, uh, a part two. Starting with graphics and sound. Um, I give this a 5.0. That didn't make me feel bad. I gave it a 4.5. <laughs> I thought about it. I said, is this the best of the Super Nintendo? It's 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 got a lot to offer. Now, the only reason I did not give it a five is that some of the sound effects are a little annoying to me. What the voiceover? N you know, not the voice. I kind of love the voiceover. The galaxy is at peace. There is just a few things that are a little shrill. I was like, yeah, I it didn't bother me, but I can see where there's a lot of squeal and squeaky like. Yeah. Like the Metroid sound, like mm -hmm. scree stuff. I just, I think but, you got really good looking sprites, uh, which are pretty varied. Mm -hmm. I agree. 
And I mean, the game is, while it's not hyper colorful, all the areas have just enough variation of various types of shades, you know, and all the, much like the music, even the tones used are very like mood setting and, you know, for like kind of an ambient feel to all the different um, areas of the game. Right. I mean, a lot of these areas don't really have music as much as background effects. Yeah. Or and, mood music. Which is like, uh, you know, that's one of the things I loved about the first Metroid, and they, they got it in spades here. The, the music genuinely gives a creepy atmosphere to certain areas, mm -hmm. or, you know, makes you feel out of place. Yeah. And the animations are so fluid in this. They are beautiful. Yeah, all the, like I said, um, and not just uh, Samus, but, you know, a lot of the, the bosses and stuff, even if you don't fight them that much, they, they have enough animation to look like, you know, they're not just part of the background. Well... Next category is play control, and I gave it a 4.0. Okay, I gave it a 5.0. Okay. I, I really liked almost everything in this game. Like, you have eight-directional shooting, which a lot of games hold off. Uh, yes. The crouch is a little weird that you toggle through. So this is why it did not get the 5.0 for me. It is the crouch and the wall jump. Okay, well. Now, neither of them are, you know, essential parts of, like, combat or getting around. It's not like... There were times where I was like, oh, I was crouching wrong and I died. Mm -hmm. And there was never a point where I was like, oh, I just, I tried to wall jump and I fell into some lava. They're more gripes, annoyances, I'd say. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I it, I feel like the jump takes getting used to. It's it's the one of the floatiest jumps that I'm normally not a fan of. <laughs> and the bomb jump. it's kind of, It can be hard to master. I see. I, and as somebody who's like allergic to bomb jumping, um, if I was able to do it like the one time it was really required here. Um. I think um, all the secret moves you get, you get the ball stuff, all these secret like charge stuff. You have a lot of movement-based power-ups. Like, no, I, just, I I totally agree. To me, I'm like, man, they put so much, uh, so many things you can do in your hands that uh, True. I really liked. And almost all of the movement is so smooth and so fluid. You know, you really do have granular control of every aspect of your movement and jump when you want it. Yes, it is quite nice. All right, Nick. What did you rate the challenge factor of this game? Um, I gave it a 3.0. So we were almost on the same page with one. <laughs> I gave it a 3.5. Okay. Um, I said it can be very hard if you don't have enough ammo or health. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, it's, you can almost always backtrack and find more. Yeah. it's uh, th there's The volume of power-ups is so high that, you know, it's almost like grinding in an RPG where it's like, go back around, you'll find something, and then try again. You'll probably, maybe you'll be able to do it now. Yeah. So, you know, I, I can see the 3.0. To me, it's really, it's as hard as you want it to be. Yeah. And I mean... um, I've, for me, the hardest parts of these games were certain... There were platforming sections where, you know, your jump could be kind of weird, but since you don't have instant death pits and uh, other things, you know, you, it's it's more frustrating. We just have to do it again. Right. It's all about frustration, not about impossibility. And, I mean, the, the only boss I think that's really, truly tough, you can just electrocute him to death. So, Apparently. Uh, you know, that's... Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, they, they were pretty generous with save points and... Uh, you know, like we said, there's so many power-ups that you can make it through, especially once you get the x-ray. Then it's just, you know, it's on you, man. All right, Nick. The final category is theme and fun. And I think we may uh, be on the same page here. All right. I gave this game a 5.0. Me too. 
Excellent. This is uh, one of my favorite games. Uh, maybe the best game we've played on our podcast. Uh, it's so, like, it's the only game I think that rivals Zelda 1 for me. Okay. Because I'm like, it, they strum the same string, kind of, where I'm, there's it, enough of an action core with explore, yeah, exploration outside. Yeah, we are both suckers you know? for a good exploration game. And this does have that in spades. I mean, I simply wrote, this game just feels right. It is a joy, plain and simple. There is not much more to it. It's every part of this game just feels fresh and fun. Well, and so well engineered that, you know, they the level design really guides you into certain directions, you know, without you realizing it. Like, you know, I would keep thinking I'm being sneaky and I would find it, I'm just going to the next place where I was like, oh, what? <laughs> you got me, man. Like, it's uh, it's. It's so much fun to explore. Like, I did a lot of backtracking, but didn't mind because I was having fun just running around shooting guys, you know? Yeah. I mean, if there is a game to go back to, this is the one that really holds up. Yeah. I, I mean, this is definitely in the top ugh, three, like, for a contender for best Super Nintendo game, I think, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's there. There is a reason this is in the top ten games of all time. Agreed. Well, Nick... I think everyone out there knows the answer to this question. Yes, I think should you play this game? You you should, man. This is a game they should make you play in school. I, you know, I don't think I could argue with that. You know, if you got to read Call of the Wild or some other BS, come on, Zebies, let's get there. Let's figure this out. <laughs> Zebies. You know what? If it was taught in school, maybe there would be a, a standard pronunciation for this planet's name. Yeah, this game is a seminal achievement in the history of gaming. It is the beginning branch of so many games you play now. You really owe it to yourself to see where so many things came from and really realize that this original game is still a joy to play. And this week's game is Rygar. Starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 3.0. Okay, I, I gave it a 3.5. I feel like it. I, I felt that coming. <laughs> now, um, you know, I said it's solid all around. The music really stands out, but I didn't go any higher just because the graphics were what I would call serviceable. Yeah, I. it's mainly for me, it's the music. I really, really like a lot of the music mm -hmm. in this game, so... Well, hopefully you know. there's a really awesome tune right behind us right and now. The, there better be, and, you know, as far as, while the graphics aren't the great quality, I did think the uniqueness of the enemies was worth some points for me, like, because they're just bizarre. Well, for me, that that's going to pop up in a different category. Okay, okay. Now, uh, you know, the thing I said was that the animations are pretty simple. There's not a lot going no, on. You only get not. a couple frames per guy. And even your disc armor, you know. Yeah. It looks like once you power up, it doesn't look very good because of the speed of it and everything. It's just moving real quick. Yeah. I don't know. It just, yeah. just didn't do it for me. Now, I do agree. The design's great. And you know, everything does look really crisp. You know what you're you're getting into. So I do do really like it on that level. Yeah. And I'll have to agree the music is fantastic. Sweet. So then what uh, did you rank the play control? I gave it a 2.0. Oh, that's that's worse than I did. I gave it a 2.5. I think, for the most part, it's pretty solid. I like your jump. Mm -hmm. Your attack is very uh, prompt. Like, you know, there's not yeah. like it's not laggy. The, the game's pretty crisp, but it's really just there's little glitchy parts and the wind pulley. The, for me, the, what pulled it down was the wind pulley and kind of the way you turned in the overheads. 
Yeah. You, you couldn't attack in your four directions as quickly as I wanted. I can see that, yeah. I was, you know, I was wanting the Zelda response, and I did not get it from this. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I like, you know, and I will say, I like the jump in this game a lot, and, you know, it's uh, it's pretty good, but you're getting glitchy stuff with the wind pulley, even the grappling hook sometimes, like... If you're on certain types of uh, things, you can duck, but you can't attack because you'll just you'll... grapple down. So. Yeah, it is a little too much. Well, next up we have the challenge factor of this game. And I rated it a 2.5. As did I. Uh, you know, early on I would have rated it maybe a 4 until I realized how this game worked. Yeah, it's one of those games where it's like, as you learn where to go through multiple plays, you can accumulate, you know, that yeah, and that knowledge. That, that continue feature... And everything, it makes it so that there's no part of this game that's horribly hard. It just can be tedious. You're just going to have to grind yeah, and, and, and get past that point to where you can keep moving on. Yeah, you, infinite continues and leveling up means that it's just, it's on you, man. Yeah, it's on you and how much time you can put in. Which finally brings us to our last category, theme and fun. Nick, I, I gave it a three... Point uh seven five no. no I gave it a three point five I gave it a three point oh okay so close very close okay now for me this is where that design comes into this. oh I got I, you I would have gone maybe a two point five but the enemies designs the theme of this world as just bat crazy enemies mm-hmm. really are. knocked it up a level for me they are out there um there's a I lot wasn't of... really impressed with much of the story or well, the progression or any of that. There's stuff. not really a story, and I mean, you're like your items are just glorified keys for the most part. But and the backgrounds, it's like you know, the different areas didn't really convey a huge amount of change. Yeah, some That's of them true. look cool. Like the sky place was pretty cool and looked different. You know, where you had the the little floating islands, and you know, the cave was a little different, but it wasn't enough to really make me feel like I've been transported to a new new zone. What I I mean, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. There's not a huge variety because it's mostly just like mountains and forests. And yeah, those are my favorite backgrounds. If there was a game full of sunsets, you know, you'd love it. So it's <laughs> true. This game really like, uh, you know, I'm like, it's hitting a lot of the right buttons. It's, you know, underneath the hood, it's, you know, it's got some problems, but I like uh, it's simple and fun enough to just go through on like a actionly level kind of right. Right. With, you know, it's got its dashes of exploration, even though they're, you know, it's not really it's pretty linear. But, yeah, I, I really like the setting. You got just enough exploration to give it a little more, uh, you know, replay value for me. So, yeah, I like it. Well, Nick, then, I think I know the answer, but I will mm-hmm. ask anyways. Should you play this game? I, I think you should, but it's, I mean, it's not like a great must-play classic. Yeah, you know? I said, yeah, go for it. It's not hard enough to really, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're you, going, oh, it's going to take you a couple months, but you'll get there and then you will like it. No, you know? it's it's a, definitely there's a learning curve and you have to understand what you're getting into. Once mm-hmm. you know that, then the game is a lot easier. But this is not like a must play. This is not something yeah. that you have to know. Oh, man, if you don't know Rygar, you don't know the NES. It's And it's more impressive when you compare it to other 87 games. And yeah, so now, to be fair, this is not a bad game and it's actually a pretty fun game. And, you know, I would say if you're a fan of weird, weird creatures, it's totally <laughs> worth it for <laughs> that, that alone. Definitely true. And this week's game is Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Starting with. 
graphics and sound. All right, Nick. I think we both gave this game a 5.0. Am uh, I right? Yeah, I I wrote down something different, but when I was looking, I was like, "What am I crazy?" <laughs> I was like, 4.5. No, it's uh, this game. The graphics are awesome. Uh, they're very colorful. They're uh, almost my ideal Super Nintendo graphics. They're very close. I mean, I've, you know, one of the things with the design, like I said before earlier in one of these mini podcasts, we talked about this, but it's like it just does feel a closer, more zoomed-in Zelda. Mm -hmm. And know? there is a little softness to some of the creatures. They don't have that hard edge or that you know viciousness to them but they still look great even yeah. the ones that i don't think are as good as some of the other games i still think that's a great looking sprite and it's well animated and you know you know i love the way the wood looks like you know for buildings or like where you, the witches the magic potion shop these things it all looks great yeah there's so many cool layering effects with lighting with rain with mm -hmm. whatever it's just i mean this game is gorgeous and the sound Koji Kondo. Yeah, the music's great. Um, I will. I, I feel like the only truly memorable track is the Zelda theme, but all the other ones are very fitting. You know what I mean? But they're not I'm like. I'm never annoyed or tired of any music in this game. No, and I mean there's some there's some cool parts, but it's like they're not as. Uh, they don't have that like hook like melody kind of like the yeah, you know. Which, I can definitely see that, which is fine. Not a not really a complaint. But. Yeah, I mean, I just said you know, in general, the, the little animations on everything from the leaves to the hearts falling, they're just so many nice little touches in this game that it's just it's just simply beautiful. All right, what did you give this game for play control, Nick? I was not as kind. Um, I gave it a three point five. I gave it a three point oh. Um, I said, you know, and I say this a lot, the game doesn't ask much. And I can do a lot, but when many enemies are around, it can it can be hard to time things right and, and get exactly where I want. Yeah, um, I feel like you lost a little bit of a twitch sword play from the first one, you know? Well, and the fact that you're not in a square, gridded system anymore as rigidly, it just makes me less accurate. Well, and it's like your sword, you know, it's a slash and it just, it takes longer. It's not one frame appearing, right? you know? But, uh, and the big thing too, is it's like, you get a lot of items and you know, you can uh, map them to a button, but it's like, could I map a few more to some other buttons or, or get for crying ring? out loud? Really? I just want the L and R buttons yeah. to cycle through my items. Yeah. Why can't I toggle through these? But that being said, and it's still, I, I never found myself like out of control, you know? Yeah. Agreed. Okay, Nick, I rated the challenge factor of this game at a 3.0. Okay, uh, I gave it a 2.5. I said it can be hard, but there are so many different ways to soften that hardness. Yeah, yeah. There are bottles, fairies, and what is a pretty generous continue system? Yeah, and, um, you know, the bosses aren't that tough to begin with, and then, you know, going back through it now, I'm finding more weaknesses or things that I'd never tried before that, you know, I'm like, if, you, well, if you're really stuck, I'm sure you could figure some things out. For me, it's not the bosses so much. I just think that a lot of the levels themselves, the dungeons, can be a little grueling. There are many that have enemies that take off so much damage, but the key is, is whenever you're getting beaten too hard, you can always leave ferry up yeah maybe grab some heart containers you missed and then retry it i mean yeah if, if you can just get the big key and then come back you've already done most of the work you know exactly and finally nick we have theme and fun 5.0 i again gave it a 5.0 that's right this game is almost perfect mm -hmm. but you know later dungeons retread a lot for me and uh there's some weird difficulty spikes in said dungeons yeah 
And for me, those are just like the small things that that keep this game from being like the game of yeah. all time. Well, this is the game where it's like I loved it when it came out. I still love it, but it was like it was also a slight disappointment because I could see I'm like you're getting away from things I liked about the original Zelda. Yes, it's still close, but it's different. It's and it's going to keep moving. It's is you know, and I feel the it's same way. Still a masterpiece. It's just um, you know, I'm like maybe well, not my perfect game, but it's great. With time, I've been able to appreciate it even more now that I I, I can separate myself from those childhood feelings of betrayal. Right, well, like you didn't make the game I wanted exactly. <laughs> and again, this game is like you said a masterpiece, which brings us to our final. Final question. Should you play this game? I think everyone should. Yeah, if you are a fan of video games, this should be one of the ones you have played. And if it isn't, well, I wouldn't say shame on you. I say, well, <laughs> congratulations. You have an awesome game to go enjoy. Yeah, and this actually might be the best, one of the best spots to start if you've never played a Zelda. Yeah, it's pretty friendly. It's beautiful. It's fun. And it's just got a lot of charm. This <laughs> is This is definitely... A great place to begin your adventures in Hyrule. And this week's game is River City Ransom for the NES. Starting with graphics and sound. I gave this a 4.0. As did I. Nice. I say I'd go higher, but the graphics are pretty simple. Yeah, they're, they're plain. They're, but, I mean, they're very good for what they are. Yeah, here, simple is good. So good. And there are just so many nice little touches to the sprites and their animations that they transcend their simplicity for me. Oh, yeah. And of course, once again, the music is stellar. Uh, a lot of that goes to the, the music really, you know, punching above its weight for an old 8-bit system. And that's the thing, there are not that many tracks in this game, which is kind of surprising because at no point was I ever like, oh, I'm sick of this song. Well, to their credit, um, from looking, most of the tracks were like two or three minutes as opposed to just like, you know, some games you'll just have a one-minute loop or one yeah. and a half, but they, they went the full distance, man. Well, and it shows. Next up is Play Control, and I gave this game a 3.5. I actually gave it a 4. Really? But I just feel like for two buttons, man, you, you know, have a lot of options. Like, you can do a lot of things, and yeah, I don't know how to use Fatal Steps right, but I mean, I was able to do a lot of other things accurately. Well, I said it is spot on in many ways, and it is super responsive, but for me, it was just really hard to find that jump angle and uh, the consistently running into things. The mm. fact that I was running into things so often it was very frustrating i can see that i didn't i didn't run up against that as much but um and, and i just kind of avoided the jumping so now for the challenge factor i gave this game a 2.5 i did as well um, you know at first i thought i was going to give it a higher score until i thought about it and then i realized it does not really deserve one because it's so lenient on your lack of lives yeah the fact that you can password and um if you need to, you can grind for anything. Yeah, and and with you add the in the uh, elevated terrain kind of cheat, you I mean that's an easy way past a lot of uh, tough spots. So I mean I'll give them credit; they made the AI very bloodthirsty in this game, and it, and it comes out especially with the bosses like they'll well, and that, ravage you. But the high school that last part is pretty rough, but if you plan well, it's it's totally doable. It's all solvable with the money. 
And finally, Nick, we have theme and fun. All right. I'm giving it a 5.0. As did I. Oh, yeah. You're on the mean streets. You're you're kicking your way through River City. Yeah. To me, this epitomizes like the perfect late 70s, early 80s movie idea. This is like you're the Warriors. Yeah. You know, I feel like, like you said in the 50s, I feel like uh, I'm hanging out with the kids and stand by me and we're on an adventure yeah you're just like going through this yeah it definitely gives you that feeling the theming is there you are in the city in the different parts of the city going through the park going through the back alleys and the gangs feel like fully formed other characters like when you encounter oh the mob oh crap it's the mob I, I'm, I'm running yeah yeah you know you get a you get a, a, a emotional feeling from it a visceral one yeah they have reputations so i mean it all comes together to just form this like perfect feeling for me that is just you know i'm sure there's a level of nostalgia in there but all in all it just feels so right and the fact that my uh son wants to finish this game yeah, yeah. proves that it's got the legs i mean it's not just a brawling game since you have all these like abilities to interface with the environments jumping on stuff picking it up throwing it kicking it you know these it adds this extra element that's not in many other um, games of the genre well it almost seems like a afterthought at this point but i do have to ask nick should you play this game? Yes, you should. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I said. This is the game that Double Dragon and so many other brawlers wished they were, and I wished they were too. <laughs> this this is the game that should take its place. I, I hear about Double Dragon all the time. Well, I, I mean, I feel like this is a higher level of, you know. This like... is what that game aspired to be. This is all of the things that are frustrating about most brawlers taken up a notch and, and those problems solved. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I can only wish there were more. So take it from us, play this game as soon, as soon as humanly possible. And this week's game is Mike Tyson's Punch-Out for the NES. Starting with graphics and sound. So what did you give this, Eric? I gave this a 5.0. Okay. I gave it a 4, but I think... I wrote, was this 87? Between the sprites, the animations, you know, the way everything came together. You know, the music's a little sparse, but it's so good that it's near perfect in these aspects to me. Yeah, it's, it is, uh, it's great, man. Um... I love the look of all the boxers. Like they're very cartoonish, and they all have just enough personality that differentiate them. Even though there's only like three or four bodies. Right, and the way they move and do their moves is so well animated and so cool looking. Like you know what's happening all the time. There's never any confusion. Yeah, for sure. But then finally, the music is just great. I mean, you'd think you'd be tired of it by the time you're done playing, but it just sticks in your head. And you know, when I run down the street after my trainer <laughs> on his bike. There's only one song I can think of. Yeah. Well, and we should also say that this game also has the ugliest Mario um, ever as the referee. So <laughs> <laughs> I did forget to mention Mario. Um, I guess, I think this may be the game where he wasn't technically authorized to be in it. Yeah, I think they snuck him in. They snuck of, him in like, and kind of just stuck his, like, you know, hat and and mustache on a different sprite. Well, that, I wonder if there's a connection to the Daddy Come Home line in the paper because it shows a picture of the Mario referee next to it. It's kind wow. of weird, where I'm like, maybe is that someone like, give us Mario back, come home, you know? Maybe. Maybe. Mario, Regardless, 
is a deadbeat dad. This game, flawless when it comes <laughs> to graphics and sound. Well, after that TKO, I'm curious what you gave this game for play control. Um, I gave it a 3.5. Okay, I gave it a 3.0. I said it's so good, but uh, the uppercut. Yeah, I'm, I'm so used to it, I guess I don't know, but... I would yeah. give it a 4.0 with the uppercut remapped. I think it gives you a lot of, like, really quick options. You know what I mean? Like, you're able to dodge, duck, block, you know, and it's all very hair, like very, very quick. Like very precise, just, yeah. You know, get them quickly and react quickly, so I, I like that about it, you know? There's not a lot to do, but what you can do is definitely the most responsive I think it could be. Well, King Hippo's laughter certainly takes us right into the challenge factor of this game, which I gave a 4.0. I also gave a 4.0. I said uh, there are no power-ups, no <laughs> tricks, no extra men. You just simply have to get good at this game. Yeah, um, and it's, in a way, I would almost compare it to a racing game where it's like each boxer is a new track. You have to learn the ins and outs. What are his tells? What are his weaknesses? Where do you get your stars? Exactly. Now, there are passwords, which, you know, is why it's not a 5.0. Right. No, I'm just kidding. It Actually, mitigates. Well. <laughs> but, you know, it does mitigate some of the damage, and it allows you to jump in. After you've gotten really good at beating certain bosses, yeah. or fighters, I should say. Yeah, the third, and I mean, the last three guys are really the hard core of this game, where that's where you're going to be doing the, the really difficult fights. But, you know, when you first pick up this game, be prepared, because it is very tough. <laughs> yeah. And finally, we find ourselves in the final category, theme and fun. I gave this game a 4.0 as well. Um, I gave it a 4.5. Okay. Um, I think it's just this fun, goofy cartoon boxing, man. Yeah, all the boxers look and feel different, and they each have their own theme. While sometimes it's a little racist, it's usually just pretty goofy and fun. Yeah. Now, once you find your rhythm in this game, and you understand the mechanics, like, this game is just pure fun. There is no, like, extra thought. You don't have to, you know, manage an inventory. You don't have to yeah. figure out what you're going to do later or next or any of that kind of stuff. It's just pure reaction and, and a blast to play. Yeah, um, and it's interesting, you know, going back and really playing it where I really, you know, as a fan of fighting games, I never connected the dots between this and one of them where I'm like, this is very similar, you know, that you don't have as much different about Little Mac as mm -hmm. you would in other games, but you have a bunch of different fighters, different moves, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, I never thought about it, but I can definitely see where those dots connect. This could be the precursor to many street fighting type of games. Well, that almost brings us to the end of the show. But of course, I must ask, as I always do... Should you play this game, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, you should. I said yes as well. It is hard, but good. Yeah, I mean, it's a game, like, it's one of the few games, like I said, it's been my time waste where I'm like, it's just fun to play. I'm not even trying to win. I just throw exactly. it on for a little while and see how not, far I get. Not only is it hard and good, it is just fun. It's just a pure blast to play. Yeah, I mean, for a minute, I was like, you know, pretty good. Maybe I should see what the, the speed run time time attacks are no that's not me <laughs> no those are like uh in like the teens yeah minutes. 15 or 16 minutes where i was like oh okay yeah that, that never mind <laughs> that's definitely amazing but you know it's off to those folks even if you're not a speedrunner, this game is worth picking up and at least trying you got to see the sprites you got to enjoy this fun music and you know, maybe it'll hook its uh, teeth into you like it did my son, and this might be one of your new game go-to games. I mean, I think it says a lot that I'm, like, this is a sports game that I like, so it made it through. <laughs> like, it's tough, man. Indeed. Whether you love sports games, boxing games, or not at all, I think this is one of the rare ones that will break through and you will enjoy.
This week's game is Donkey Kong 94 for the Game Boy. Here we are in the review portion of our show. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System, which has four categories, each category with a score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 4.0. Okay, I gave it a 3.5. I think the sprites are simple, but great. Everything is easily defined. You know what you're looking at, even if it's a weird thing. Very effective, graphically. Yeah, uh, the levels are all really distinct and well laid out. You know where the edges of everything you need to know is. There's nothing confusing. You know, my biggest complaint is that some of the songs are kind of annoying. Yeah, um, most of them are fine. There's some really fun, catchy ones, but there's also some really rough ones and sound effects, so... You know, I don't know if uh, some of the rough edges on those effects were taken away by the Super Game Boyification of mine. Oh, right, right. Because they did have some newer ones, but, you know, I, I did notice a few that were a little off, but overall, I really enjoyed the sound of this game. Same here. Well, Nick, what did you rate the play control of this game? I gave this four. I I wrote and erased like five <laughs> times. I was really, really on the fence. Uh, you know, I gave it a 3.5, okay. but it was also a four at one point. Well, so I really don't know. I feel like the only thing I really don't like is the rolling when you land. Well, here's my problem. Like, but I mean, th there's it's there. It's got criteria you can figure out and how to deal with it, but... Other than that, I'm like, you, you have so many jumps and options and yeah, things you, to do. Yeah, you like, can do so much. Then that's what's amazing. And it's usually just as I want to do it. Yeah. But there are a few times, you know, especially with that backing up and jumping, that I just don't have the full amount of control that I would want to. But, you know, for the most part, like you said, it is it is spot on. I think I'm going to bump mine back up to a 4.0. All right. Okay, next up we have the challenge factor of the game. And this is another one where I went back and forth a lot. Me too. You know, so many parts of this game are very, very hard. And uh, on the other hand, so much of it's very easy. Well, so I ended up giving it a 3.5. Um, I actually gave it a 2 because... I, I thought about going low as well. I'm like, there's some very hard stages in this game, but... I mean, I would get, I'd be like, man, I've been stuck on this forever, but it wouldn't even be 10 minutes. Like, Correct. you know, and I just feel like with the frequent saves and so many one-ups. Yeah, I, I made like, note of both of those. I was things. like, you can just bludgeon your way through it in one day if you're a crazy person like me. Now, the reason I did give it the higher score is that there are some stages where it is just a matter of skill level yeah. that you have to have to get through. There is no way around it. And some of them are extremely hard. It's true. It's true. There's some difficult ones but um there are a few puzzles that are definitely a little bit of a brain scratcher and, mm -hmm. and to me it's those stumbling blocks that that gave me a little bit higher bit of a challenge factor I but got you. i can see how you would give it a lower score as well our last category is theme and fun and i gave it a 4.0 i give it a 4.0 as well you know, I said that there is so much variety, and the theming of each world is so well done. The levels definitely re reflect the fact that you are in that area, the iceberg, the jungle. Yeah. And for a game that is so simple in what it is giving you, the platformings and stuff, it's amazing that they were able to add that to it. I was really surprised the levels of depth that you got, and I, I really like, like, there's kind of this, like, on-the-run theme. Like, you're chasing 
mm-hmm. Donkey Kong. You know, it's not like he's waiting at the end of these eight levels. He's like you're moving, you're chasing him down each level. You know, every four stages. It's uh, you know, you've it's caught a little him. Fun. You it's get a little, little battle, little interstitials and stuff. Uh, you know, it's just like you're chasing him all over till you get Pauline back, and it's it's just it's just a fun uh, breezy game. And finally, I ask as I always do. Should you play this game, Nick? I, I think you should. I, I didn't expect to say this, but I really liked it a lot. So I yeah. think if, if I'm coming in like expecting to dislike it and I enjoyed it, I, I think a lot of people would like this. Right. Now, I said yeah as well because this is truly a hidden gem, not only on the Game Boy, but in the Nintendo library. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they did follow up with some games that are kind of similar. I think like the mini Mario and Donkey Kong games for the Game Boy Okay. Advance and DS, possibly. But, yeah. you know, nothing is as pure as this. And it's really an interesting bridge between the two generations of Mario. Yeah, yeah. And the way this plays in such bite-sized chunks, it's the perfect game for modern times. Yeah, pick up and pick up and sit down if you want, you know? P.S. This is available on the eShop for the 3DS. So if you have one, there is no reason you shouldn't own this game. And this week's game is Monster Party. Starting with graphics and sound. I gave this game a 2.5. Uh, as did I. I think uh, the graphics are fine. They have some character to them that I enjoy, but they're not especially detailed or anything. Right. There are so many weird things in this game, um, and uh, really cool bosses. The yeah, bosses yeah. and the boss sprites are what really pull this out of the mire for me. This, uh, that's the draw, kind of, of this game, you know? Otherwise, the backgrounds are all really simple, pretty Pre- lame. Pretty forgettable. And, and the levels themselves, you know, the graphics of your platforms, uh, all that stuff, it's just it's very basic. Yeah, it's like... Video game 101. Some of the music is pretty catchy. It is, but then... Some of it's awful. So. Some of it is the worst <laughs> you'll ever hear. Um, I don't know if it's playing right now. Maybe. Maybe. But hopefully, maybe we didn't do that to you, and you're enjoying one of these fun, happy tunes. It's almost too happy for a game called Monster Party. <laughs> Up next is Play Control, and I gave it a 3.0. Okay, I only gave it a 2.0, because I did not like the bat, like... I want to, but I feel like I wish it just had a little more range or... Too slow for you. Yeah, the timing is tricky, and I feel like since they give you so much to be like, depending on when you hit it, it gets Mm -hmm. a different angle. I wish it was a little more... And that's why I gave it a 3.0. I like the fact that if you time things correctly, you do have a really huge level of control over the angle things leave your bat. Yeah, yeah. And when you're Bert, you have like full freedom. You have all kinds of crazy, fun flying powers. I really like the way Bert flies. So... You know, my biggest gripes were um, the jump can be a little weird, especially with that down button yeah. falling. But otherwise, I, I thought, you know, the slowness, that's just part of the mechanics of the character. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. Well, I'm pretty sure we're going to have different numbers here in the challenge factor. Uh, I gave it a 4.0. Okay. Um, I gave it a 2.5, mainly because really? of the, the passwords and... You can always live farm up. It's it's more. It's not like it's hard. It's just like, do I want to do the the grinding? You know. I guess you're right. I mean, there are bosses though that are very hard. So yes. don't don't sell the, it short there. No, the dragon is super hard. Um, 
there are uh, you know the final boss isn't exactly easy. He's, no, you know a lot of them are, are simple, but I feel like you know you're right. There, are, with knowledge of the game, where your power ups are and that kind of thing. Yeah, this game is definitely a lot easier. I wasn't paying as much attention to that, so therefore, uh, you know. I, I was often going into boss fights without full health, and sometimes just, it was a struggle. Well, and uh, the, the worst thing about life farming is just that your bat's so weak that it takes so long. And, yeah, it's just know, boring. Just really, give me more life. Really boring. And I wouldn't have to do this. <laughs> Agreed. All right, Nick, what did you give this game for theme and fun? I gave it a 3.5. Oh, I, I give it a 3.0. Okay. I mean, it's it's just a short, simple pretty fun game it's got its snags you know it, it's it has... it's not fun enough to, to to beat but it's definitely fun enough to check out i think um if you use one of the passwords that lets you start with 63 full a full life meter you know or you know it it is a little too challenging for yeah i didn't for what check it gives you you know the game like, genie codes if there's one that like doubles your hearts or anything like that that would probably make this game a lot more fun yeah there's a i just happened to see online where there there's a password mm-hmm. for every level that but, starts you with 63 so i will say that it is just so weird that the theming of weirdness yeah. that that just goes through this entire game it's so charming that I, I wanted to find out what the next level was going to hold. What yeah. weird bosses would I encounter and what weird enemies would I encounter? I mean, this this feels like the skeleton of a really good game, but it's like, well, as it is, it's fine. You know, it's not, I've, this is only the second time I've ever played it, so that tells you something. I've always fondly remembered it, but I don't actually play it that much, so I, I think it's worth checking out once or twice. Which brings us to the final question of the show. Should you play this game, Nick? I well, I would say yes, but cheat. I said yes. Play through the first level. Yeah, I mean that's going to tell you everything you need to know about <laughs> this game. And if you thought that level was hilarious and charming, then move on. If you thought it was bizarre and way too hard, then set it down. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, but at least experience this first level. I, I think it's worth it just to you know just to see what's out there. You need to play this game to at least get to the password screen because we forgot to mention that oh yeah it's pretty bloody looking too it is the most intense (laughs) screen i've ever seen on a nintendo game because it is a ceiling of dripping blood a floor a pool of blood with skeletons bloody skeletons scattered throughout it yeah and and like the the window the message window is, is skulls all around it like it's i don't know man it's weird choices that i like so if you want to see the most intense metal screen in all of nintendo history then we say Hey, check out Monster Party. And this week's game is Mega Man X. Starting with graphics and sound. I give this a 4.5. And I gave it a 4.5 as well. Nice. I said it's almost perfect. Yeah. The charge noise. That is my only gripe. I, yeah. Just like that and the backgrounds are a little meh. I mean, they're not bad by any means. One strike on sound, one strike on visuals. And that's a tiny strike. That's the only thing keeping it from a 5.0. You're looking at some of the best music of not only Mega Men, of all, you know, some of the best Super Nintendo... Uh, compositions. I love it. Love it. I love it. Yeah, the graphics are crisp, 
brilliant, bright. The sprites are so well animated, so fun. Like, I could just sit and stare at them for hours. Agreed. Next up is Play Control. I gave it a slightly lower score, but still pretty high at 4.0. That's the same thing I gave it, actually. Um, Again. Me. I love the dash. I can't get enough of it. It is so good. Um, I felt that the dash can be a little tricky to learn at mm -hmm. first to get used to its distance and how it works in the air. Same with that wall climbing and jumping. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But once you do, I mean, it's pretty much amazingly responsive. Well, and being able to weapon toggle and fill up your sub tanks and special weapons without, you know what I mean? I was like, you guys, thank you. Classing it up. They really knew what they were doing and they did it quite well. All right. Now we have the challenge factor of the game. And I gave it a lowly 2.5. That's, yeah, same here. Um, I've, at first I was like, you know, the bosses, you know, in previous Mega Man games, it was like you could kill a boss in three or four hits with some of these. Right. They're not that weak, but they're also not that hard. No. And uh, being able to refill your life in between the final stage, like that really takes a lot of the sting out of the final assault. So Definitely. I think this might be the easiest Mega Man uh, that I've played. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. Uh, and so many sub-tanks, so much health, and uh, like you said, the final stages are hard, but since you can leave and refill, they are way easier than any ones that have come before. Mm-hmm. And finally, Nick, we have theme and fun. Uh, I give it a 5.0. As did I. Yeah. Um, I said that this is almost a perfect action platforming game. Especially on Super Nintendo, it might be the best. It's, I mean, it's up there, uh, maybe the best Mega Man. I don't know. It's I like, I'm like so many things about two more for its simplicity, but I can understand the argument for this being a better game. I know what you mean, man. It's, uh, I don't know. It's definitely up there, and I really think you know the X upgrades were an ingenious way to give you a little extra something to play with, you know, instead of just more powers, you know, cranking yeah. them out. And the fact that you can go back into the levels that you sometimes need to to get the things out of them. And every level is so unique, distinct, and fun. And just the theming of those bosses. Each one is so cool, has his own style, has everything, you know, different from the other bosses. Yeah. yeah. What's not to love? Yeah, I mean, and, you know, it starts to border on, like, Metroid-y backtracking, item searching. You know, I feel like, I don't know, if... If they would have kept taking steps in that direction with Mega Man, who knows where we'd be today. Yeah, this is definitely not a rental. This is one you want to own. Yes. And finally, Nick, I know the answer, but I'm going to ask anyway, should you play this game? You should, you should, you should. I said, duh, go play this game, but after you've played Mega Man 2. Yeah, I mean... You, you should know where a lot of this is coming from, and you should know how hard it can be once you <laughs> barrel your way through this right, amazingly right. fun game. Yes. And this week's game is Clash at Demon Head. Starting with graphics and sound. I gave this game a 3.0. Okay, I give it a 2.5. Okay, well, you know, I give it an extra point just because uh, a little half point because of the variety. Yeah. While there wasn't a lot of things changed in the behavior, there was a ton of different looking sprites. Yeah, it's, um, 
It's one of those things where there are certain like graphical and musical touches and things that I really like that I'm like, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. But then there's also little things that bug me in the same way. So I feel like it evens out in the middle, you know? Right. And there are uh, pretty basic animations for most of the enemies. So that keeps it a little low in my book as well. Yeah. And I, now there are some really good songs, but there's not a lot of them. Yeah. That's like, there's only four songs as much as I may like them. Even I, you know, the, the main theme of Clash of Demons is one of my favorite musics of mm -hmm. NES ever but even by the end of this game i was like yeah okay give it yeah, a rest i man. did uh hit the mute button and play some podcasts for a few moments of this <laughs> to kind of escape so that is why it didn't get uh, as high a score but then again i said all the bosses are pretty unique looking and really mm -hmm. fun and interesting designs yeah next up is play control and i gave it a 3.0 as well yeah hey, uh, i gave it a 2.5 um again well, <laughs> i said it had a. Uh, pretty good except for the jump but there's so many other power-ups that you can get that kind of negate any of the problems i would have with the level design or anything like that yeah i mean it's like it lets you like climb you go you have your jet pack you know all these items to use but there's also like bumping your head or these other goofy little you know parts that's like okay mm -hmm. and while i, I do good, see that those, <laughs> those parts are a problem they give you so many tools to get around them that i i gave it that extra little bit of that 0.5 right on and now we have the challenge factor of this game, which I also gave a 3.0. Really? Okay. Well, and here's why. I said it's not because it's super hard. It's just because some of the bosses are really challenging if you take them out of order. And mm -hmm. that so much of this game is a little confusing. That if you don't have a walkthrough or you don't know where you're going next, you can get lost and confused. Especially since that map doesn't have any numbers on it. That's true. That's true. Um, I give it a 1.5 because of how gentle the continues continues you know you don't have lives but it's like between that and the password it's like in the deluge of money that you get it's like you yeah. can always stay so armed like i can see there it's not that there aren't hard parts and stuff it's just that the game makes it so easy to just just keep going you know i can definitely see that i can and you know for me i think a lot of parts were harder because i didn't fully grasp how much money i was going to have and how often i could use some of my items yeah i mean i guess and this is a game i know really well too so maybe i yeah being a little stingy i don't know maybe just a little all right nick i think uh i well i'm confused because you have a lot of low scores <laughs> and this one might be your highest uh it is the theme and fun category yeah i gave it a 4.5 interesting so i was higher than you on every score but this one <laughs> uh, i did give it a 3.5 okay uh, i think that for all of the repeating elements uh and and color swaps you know, it's goofiness, it's charm, the story that's there. It all kind of adds up to to more than the sum of its parts again. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's a little clunky, but I think it's just a lot of fun to explore. And, uh, you know, I like poking around weird spots in, in areas. And this is a game that actually not always, but rewards you pretty often, you know, yeah. with just something weird. You know, it might not be something that helps you, but it's just something to check out. Yeah, I'll agree. I totally put down that that has me always wanting to find out what kind of weird enemy, story beat, or kind of level I'm going to find next. Yeah, maybe you'll find that weird Buddhist monk, like in that one level, or he's just up there, like by himself in the house, or there's some weird stuff. You never know. So finally, Nick, I must ask, as I always do, should you play this game? I, th I think so. Um, it might be a little too weird for some people, but it's easy enough to give it a try. And if you like it, you just might love it. Yeah, I said uh, it is definitely fun, but not for everyone. There's a lot more exploring than a lot of people are going to expect. But if you're ready for it, I think you're going to have a really, really good time.
and this week's game is Home Alone for the NES. Special Christmas mini-sode. <laughs> Well, this game is certainly not worth doing a full review for because <laughs> I think that the numbers would never break the 1.5 barrier. Yeah, no, I've, uh, they're very low. They are very low indeed. I would say. And we're just giving you a little taste of that fun music behind us right now. This is actually the treehouse music. It's the best music, I think, in the game. Yeah, sadly. I mean, I spent a lot of time in there. <laughs> but, you know, this is the part where I'm going to ask you, Nick, like I always do. Should you play this game? You should not. But if your children misbehave, they should. I think this has value as a punishment for kids that like video games. Really? I, I'm going to disagree with you. I think you should check it out. <laughs> I mean... What's the harm? Because I think you should really just see what it could be like with a game that's so cruel and just, yeah. you know, it it's almost insane how quickly you die and just it's over and there's yeah. nothing to it. Play it for a couple minutes. Like, if, maybe you can make it through on your first try for that big 20 minutes, but, you know, it's just not worth, you know. I think if you're a fan of, you know, this property, check it out. If you just want to see how bizarrely cruel and intense an old NES game that doesn't care about you or your time is... It's just, like, it's not even an old one. Like, it's one of the, you know, uh, whatever. It's it's a magnificent pile of... Something. Joy. joy. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Boo. Get out of here, you nosy little pervert, or I'm gonna slap you silly! And this week's game is Castlevania The Adventure on Game Boy. Starting with graphics and sound. Well, I gave this a 3.0. As did I. Okay. I said it has really good music. Great mm -hmm. music, in fact. Uh, the backgrounds look great, and I really like the levels, like the sprites for the bricks and mortar of it all. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, it looks good. The, the sprites themselves are vary from okay to bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in the repetitiveness of those sprites is what really kind yeah. of dings things here. You yeah. only fight about five or six enemies That's through the game. all you get, yeah. And then on top of that, the poor animation of those enemies and the bosses in some cases, and mm. even your walking really kind of gets me to <laughs> yeah. a degree. Yeah. Next up is play control. <laughs> I give this a 2.0. I give it a 1.5. But I have a question mark next to that because I, yeah. I was on the fence of going that low. Well, I mean, it's just... It's just too slow, man. Yeah, I wrote that I kind of got the hang of it at one point. It's but yeah, but I never liked it. Yeah, it's, that's I the was, problem. I was like, even for a Castlevania, I was like, this is slow, man. My next note is so so slow, <laughs> and the jump is just too far off from what I feel uh, Belmont should be doing. Yeah, agreed. All right, Nick, what did you uh, rate the challenge factor of this game? Um, I give it a three. Oh, I gave it a four point Okay, I mean, I feel like. Most of the difficulty is from the poor play control. I kind, you know what I mean. Like really, yeah. it's that third, the spike level. Mm -hmm. That's the hard level. Oh yeah, you know, like that's where I was like, all those points pretty much came from there. The rest of them were pretty straightforward. You know, I might go down to that three point five, but I said, yeah, it's it's hard and too hard. And level three is a deal breaker. 
yeah. the fact that you do get a lot of one-ups, there are secret one-ups to get, and the Unlimited continues, I could see how, you know, if you owned this game, you could power through. Yeah. And finally, we have Theme and Fun. Um, I gave this a 1.5. I give it a 2.0. Okay. <laughs> I enjoyed the music a lot. I did play it with headphones on at certain points, and that's great because yeah. the music's really good. It's true. It has a lot of interesting ideas, and I know I've said that like five times throughout the podcast. Sure, sure. But I really like them, and it really made me want to do those things with a decent controlling Belmont. Yeah, or maybe some special weapons. Like, ah, that's really a, that really sticks in my crawl. You took away my weapons, man. Like this, yeah. there's just not a lot of fun to be had in these levels. Yeah, I mean, no matter how good they look. Yeah, yep. Yeah. It's just like. When you, when you get to any of these, you know, tougher areas, maybe, you know, here come some bats from above. It's like you have no uh, freedom to solve that problem. You just have your dang whip. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like, this sucks, man. I don't know. Shame on them. Well, I'm very, very confident in my <laughs> ability to predict the answer to this question. Yes, Kreskin. But I am going to ask anyways, and I will ask you, should you play this game? I don't think you should. No, I said, nah, nah, play any other Castlevania console game. Well, I mean... Or maybe the sequel? We It's true, but the, actually, I, Castlevania over the years has had so many portable entries, the majority of them, you know, if you go up into Game Boy Advance or something, like if you want a, a, a Castlevania on the go, this is not the one. Like Agreed. I love the ones on the Advanced and even the DS, so yeah, I yeah. would recommend picking up one of those any day. And if you see this game, you know, maybe you're a Castlevania completionist. You want to have them all. Go for it. Grab it. Try it out. Just know that that third level is going to possibly break all your spirit and any level of fun you thought you could have playing a Castlevania game. Well, I mean, and the cartridge is just too small to be a good coaster. So what's the point? Ouch. And this week's game is Spider-Man. Kind of versus the Kingpin for Sega Genesis. Starting with graphics and sound. I gave this a 2.5. I gave it a 3.0. It probably deserves more of a 2.5. Well, I mean, uh, but the but sprites are good. But... They are. There's just not a lot of them. Yeah. I was really won over by the bosses, by Spider-Man himself. And, uh, you know, when the music is good, it's good. Well, Although, mainly it's just weird. It doesn't really fit, but I like it <laughs> in a weird way. Definitely. And then your sound effects are your very standard Genesis plinks, bloops, and blops. Yeah, yeah. So nothing too crazy there. Next up is play control. And what did you give the game on this category, Nick? I gave it a 2.0. Okay, I gave it a 2.5. Uh, you know, it is not the best. The things are a little squirrely. It's hard to leave walls. And the climbing wall thing is just very confusing it's, all it's around. It's not the worst, but, I mean, like we said, it's maybe the best Spider-Man game, but it's just like... Maybe the level design could have reflected your weirdness and your, you know, having to use the web button all the time for different stuff or the jump button to climb, you know? Like, oh, definitely. So, yeah. I mean, they're very ambitious, but yeah, they just fell a little short. Next up is Challenge Factor, Nick. Um, I went with 4.5. I went with a 4.0. The think... fact that you have the cheats and the continues 
kept me from being a point five. But this game yeah. is very hard. No I mean, bones about it. It's really that last level for me, like where the kingpin is. It's just that last fight, really. Well, it's not just, just that so demanding. Every time you go into a level you don't know about, you're gonna die a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you got to figure out, and it's not always obvious what the best way to do things is. And there are no checkpoints, but the levels aren't very short for the most part. Yeah, once so. you know where to go, you can breeze through them. But you will always, always have to deal with that final, final boss fight. <laughs> Finally, we have theme and fun. And Nick, I actually gave this game a three point five. Okay, I give it a two point five. Um, I really like. I think it has a lot of really cool ideas. I mm-hmm. just think that that's the controls that hold back. It just wasn't that fun to jump around and fight guys. So I, I can definitely see. Uh, as a larger Spider-Man fan than you, I think I have a little bit of nostalgia goggles going on. And uh-huh. I definitely like the game for things that probably aren't its best points. And I can agree that it really tries hard to do all of these wonderful, cool things. But only pulls off about half of them. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, there's cool stuff, but it's built on this core that's just not that solid for me, you know? True. Theming-wise, I do feel the levels all reflect where they are really well. And I do like the stages, uh, and, you know, being in the Central Park with the gorilla, things like that. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Of, or like, you know, when you continue, I love the scene where you're in this jail. Oh, we forgot to mention <laughs> that. And it's like... You know, there's a cop there, and it's like when you press the continue button, Spidey ducks or decks him, and then yeah. kicks the door off and jumps out. And I just thought it was hilarious. I think that is hilarious too. And even little, even though it is a little unspiderman like. Yeah, yeah. You know, he could have just webbed him. Oh well. <laughs> oh well. And finally, Nick, I must ask: Should you play this game? Uh, I'm very torn because. <laughs> Let me answer it for you. If you're a huge <laughs> Spider-Man fan, check it out. Otherwise, you can probably I mean, give it a pass. A lot of people might have nostalgia for it, and I don't blame you, so check it out if that's what you got going. But it's like, if you haven't already swallowed that pill 20 years ago, it's a tough one nowadays. Definitely tough to swallow. And, uh, you know, if you can pick this up and bust through it on your first playthrough, more power to you. But this is definitely going to be one you're going to beat your head against for a while. And this week's game is G.I. Joe. Starting with graphics and sound. Nick, what did you give this game? I gave it a 3.5. As did I. I think the sprites look good. Yeah. Um, I like... Uh, I like the backgrounds for the most part, even if they are minimalist. A little plain, yes. But uh, And I really liked a lot of the music. Same here. Uh, I think the weakest point for me was the enemies. I think uh, some of them I could see where I was like, if you look you know, at this point too, where the G.I. Joe toy line was just crapping out vipers of different types, mm-hmm. I could see where they were coming from with some of them. So I'm like, maybe the other ones are out there, but I just couldn't identify them because I'm not that familiar. Right. I, I felt like all the bosses looked really good. Yeah. They had a lot of really big, cool boss sprites of different t- sizes and types. Mm-hmm. And then there's that music. Some good stuff, man. Yeah, it's nothing that, like, you know, is going to stick out with me forever. But I was jamming while we were playing. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it makes you want to move on. It, I, I didn't really. I did not remember it. Like, so when I went back, I was like, oh, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, let's jam, man. Yes. Let's jam. <laughs> Our next category is play control. And I also gave this one a 3.5. Um, yeah, I gave it a 3.0. My okay. only complaint, I think everything's fine. I think the jumps are good. Uh, I said overall pretty good as well. Uh, I just, 
there were some times where I could not, I, I just couldn't quite land on, climb on walls like I wanted to. It just, you know what I mean? Or sometimes the, I had a problem with that and a problem with the trying to jump on a platform that was one wide that had a sticky thing at the end of it. Oh, okay. Because you'd stick to it always instead of oh, landing on it. Yeah. Yeah. I was sure you could just press up and climb or, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, minor gripe, minor. Yeah. I also found that the vehicles were sometimes a little weird to control. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, for sure. But for me, the variable jump of all the characters and stuff really make up, makes up for that. Like you are in control by choosing who you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, if you're playing with snake eyes most of the time, like I am, <laughs> the controls are wonderful. You can go anywhere you want. Yeah. Do it, man. Up next is Challenge Factor. And what did you rank this game? I gave it a 3.0. Really? I gave it a 2.5. I thought it's right. I just think there's... No, you know, you're right. I'm going to take it down to 2.5 because I'm like, there are a couple. There's like one hard boss and a few of the levels are a little confusing, but you got the password and... Yeah, like once you know where to go, it kind of removes those barriers for me. Yeah. Um, You know... There are spots that are hard, like you said. There's a couple bosses, and there's a couple areas that just have a lot of enemies that are just bombarding you a lot. Mm -hmm. But the having the continues and the familiarity, like once you know where bombs go, yeah, it, it, those levels aren't as quite a challenge anymore. Agree that. Finally, we have theme and fun. And what score did you bestow upon this game? I give it a 4.0. As did I. Nice. You know, theming-wise, the levels are really cool. I yeah, mean, yeah. they're not play control. They don't play very distinctly for the most part. Yeah. But they definitely give you a feel of being in a different area. Yeah, and like you're going to a mission, doing putting the bombs, getting out. Like. And then you do have a couple that do mix things up. You've got your vertical scrolling. Mm -hmm. You've got your vertical ascending or descending. So they definitely play with it, and it doesn't become boring in that aspect. Yeah, it's it's just a fun game. And, you know, and like you said, it's a... Uh, it's maybe one of the best licensed game like it's it's a good licensed title in a way that's faithful to its source material like i'm not looking for you know a great grand epic with gi joe i'm like I just true want some good action man and, and and like i said i feel like that the the gi joe title may have even held it back you know as so many of us at this point have become wary of these tie-ins it's true i feel like this game would have succeeded even if it didn't have that gi joe tie-in as just an adventure game, this concept works really yeah. well. I would I would like this game no matter what it was. So it's like it's just an extra layer of uh, nice wrapping paper. Yeah, um, it's definitely wonderful to go through, you know, on your first playthrough. But now that I know what I'm doing and know what to expect, I feel like I could just kind of roll through this game in an hour or two. Yeah, yeah probably two hours. But you know, it, this is like an afternoon playthrough, a real fun, solid game that's not too stressful. Yeah, yeah, it's a it was it was a nice nice little break from some tough games. Definitely. Which brings us to my final question, Nick. Should you play this game? I think you should. No one else is going to save the world from Cobra. Get on it, man. Right. I mean, my <laughs> only reply is, yo, Joe. Yeah, for real, man. This game is more than the sum of its parts. Even if you're not a fan of G.I. Joe, or if you are not even familiar with G.I. Joe, then, you know, this game still has plenty of things that are going for it. It's just a really fun action-adventure game that has a lot of cool elements that give it a bit more. You know, being able to level up your characters, choose yeah. your characters... Those are all really cool concepts in any game, and this does it real well. And it's, you know, in a very accessible way. It's easy to pick up and play. It's oh, not, yeah. not real complicated. You can learn, you know, there might be a few things you might not get at first, but just quick, quick uh, perusal of the manual and you'll be good to go. Indeed. This is a definite recommend for anyone that just wants to pick up a nice, middle-of-the-road difficulty, fun adventure game. And this week's game is Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap.
starting with graphics and sound. Uh, I give this a 3.5. Really? I give it a 4.5. Okay, yeah. I really, really liked the, the, the graphics, the style, the sprites, the enemies. Like, they really captured a cartoony rounded look in a way that That's I didn't true. think was possible in this in, in, in the 8-bit style. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, the music is, is really good. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very catchy, and uh, it never got on my nerves at all. No, and there's not a lot of it, so it's kind of amazing that it did not. It's true. Um, and the only thing, the backgrounds are kind of nonchalant. I don't know. They're, no, and they're I not... think that was wise because there's so much going on with the characters themselves. I right. feel like a busy background would really confuse the imagery and what's it's going true. on. It's true. And of course, you know, the boss sprites are my favorite. Uh, I yeah. loved all the dragons. They're hilarious and they look really uh, cartoonishly good, man. Yeah, in a, in a way that like I felt I didn't see again until Super Nintendo. Nintendo really, yeah. you know, in the 8-bit era, a lot of companies tried to do a cartoony look, but it was really hard to pull off those rounded designs mm -hmm. with only 8 bits. And I think this game is probably one of the best to do that. I can see it. I can see it. All right, we have play control next, and uh, I was not so kind. Give yeah. it a 2.5. I did too, man, and I almost wanted to go down to 2 because a slippy move. Yeah. Your sword is just a little sluggish. You know, that's uh, I can get around it, but it's the swimming and the flying that I was like, this should be fun, and it is not. Yeah, you know, I said it's sometimes good, sometimes bad. The problem is so much of your play control depends on what form you're in. Yeah. And I'm looking to those new forms to be like an exciting new way of playing, not a hindrance in some styles. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, like you said, the general mushiness, that slidiness is just, it takes a, a, a real getting used to. There's a learning curve there that, yeah, I don't know. I, I would rather not have to deal with. Yeah, agree. Agree that. Next up is the challenge factor of the game, and uh, I gave it another 2.5. Same here. Um, I think that uh, I was kind of uh, on the verge of a higher one because I was like, you know, it seemed I, like the final boss might be hard. I, I, was, I cheated badly, but right. you, from what you said, it doesn't sound too bad. Uh, well, you know, the game can be hard if you're poorly equipped. Yeah. And you don't know what you're doing. But the way I looked at it was there's the continues. Yep. There's potions. And yep. there's a place to buy potions. And you can always grind. Any game where you can actually and grind. That was my final progressively. point. Progressively. That you can grind for the charisma or charm points and money. So therefore, it's like any barrier there would be to beating this game, I feel like you could overcome with time. It's only, yeah, it can be a little tricky to figure out what to do next. But there's, I don't know, this is a game that has an area where it's like, you know, you, you can try everything in certain areas and figure it out. Definitely. Finally, we have Theme and Fun. I, I gave this a 3.5. I gave it a 4.0. Okay. This game is a blast. I, I liked it more than I think uh, Wonder Boy 2. Yeah, yeah. And I was actually kind of surprised at how much I really enjoyed it, to be honest with you. It's, um, it's a lot of fun, and uh, I just, there's certain areas, like, at the end, I was like, well, this really isn't as nonlinear as it seems, no. in a way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I wish there was a little more to it. Like, what we have here is fine, but I'm like, I don't know. I, I feel like this is a great first start to something even better you know what i mean like definitely but yeah it was still a ton of fun i really liked it for me all the unique lands definitely had a different feel you know you are in very different worlds and encountering very different enemies when you're in the pirate ship or yeah. the you know japanese castle various versus, caves yeah and... so i thought that theming really carried itself well across and uh, the way the enemies looked and then on top of that there is you know especially once i got past that point of not knowing where i was going 
right. and I had that familiarity with the game that, you know, just going from one place to another was fun it, once you understood the mechanics and you did have that movement down. And I do think it's cool, too, that uh, in this game you're not saving the world. You're saving yourself. Yeah, it's you know? cool. It's like you're just like, I don't know, it's a, it's a refreshing change for once. Well, Nick, as I always ask. You do. Should you play this game? I think so. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would say play the original or the remake at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's, as you heard earlier, this game was ported a thousand different systems under a thousand different names, so. Yeah, but, you know, I think this is one of those games that if you gave it a chance and you learned your way through it, this could definitely be like a once a year playthrough. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely, I think, might be on my, my permanent list. Nice. And this week's game is Toe Jam and Earl for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this a 3.5. Same here, man. I thought that it had really, really good sprites and such great music. It's just not that many of them. Yeah, I mean, the backgrounds get a little repetitive. But... Yeah, that's really the killer for me, was that so much of this game looks exactly like every other portion of this game. And um, we should say, though, that this is a game that's kind of rare, you know, to have this many uh, pretty high-quality voice samples on the Sega Genesis. Like, oh, yeah. A lot of other games that would have them on the Super Nintendo just wouldn't even try, and they did a, they did a great variety of them here uh, very well. Yeah, the sound effects are all really good, but it's that music, man. And I didn't mention it before, but the way the FM synthesis chip in the Genesis works really fits well with that funky bass grooves. It, yeah. it sounds much like a real slap bass. Yeah, yeah, it has that kind of twang maybe you might say not twang i don't know but it's it's really cool yeah yeah there is nothing to complain there it's just that you know you see a, too much of that same green grass mm -hmm. now we have play control nick um i give this a 2.5 i think you uh, are nicer than me because i gave it a 2.0 it's like uh, you are so so slow at first yeah and i mean even though it's like you can speed up but you're you get items to help but it's like man it's you're like, I'm like, is this just padding? You know, where it's like in a game that's built around exploring and moving, and they're like, no, you're going to take it easy. To, you know, it's like, gosh, sometimes. Yeah, and then, you know, not only do you move so slow at the beginning, but the items you get for offense, like the tomatoes, are very hard to aim. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like a marksman with them or anything of no. that level. <laughs> and then my final gripe in that category, which is why we didn't even get to 2.5, is that when you do get things that speed you up, you're pretty much uncontrollable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the shoes, not too bad, but you get to those rocket skates and yeah, yeah if, good if, luck. If, if you don't see it coming, yeah, you're all over the place. I agree, Eric. I'm going to amend my score down to 2.0. Well, I think our scores are going to be the opposite on this next category, and that is challenge factor. I Man, this is a hard one. I, I mean, I want to say like 4.0 because I think this is a really hard game to beat. I've put 4.5. Yeah, I mean, like... Because it, you, maybe you would get lucky and be like, well, I just found all the pieces right away. Mm -hmm. But we tried a lot, and that never happened. So. Yeah, my biggest uh, complaint on it as far as the challenge is concerned is that there are no continues. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's not a lot of free lives. Yeah. But most importantly, 
if you make one wrong move against a certain in, certain enemies, that's instant death. Yeah, you're just gonna get hit. Bam, 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 bam. You're dead. Yeah, and there's yeah. no recovery from that. It's really frustrating. You're really not quick enough to deal with it. You know what I mean? Once something starts going wrong, you're just like, all right. Like, there's... And if there is a swarm of those horrible enemies, you just died. You're respawning right there. Yeah, you better hope you can get out of there quick with an item or you're screwed. Definitely. <laughs> then finally, we have theme and fun. I would give this a 4. 4.0. Even though I gave it a 2.0 for play control... And a 4.5 in challenge factor. <laughs> I also gave it a 4.0 in theme and fun. I think it's, uh, you know, like, while I do enjoy the kind of, you know, goofy 90s wackiness, you mm-hmm. know, it's fine. But I'm like, this game wrapped in almost any skin I would still enjoy. Like, I just really like wandering around and exploring stuff and finding things. Well, I, I agree with you there. I think the skin they chose is really fun. It goes right up to the edge of what I will enjoy for this wacky 90s time period. Right, right, and the right. characters are kind of endearing. They have really cool uh, looks to them. Uh, there's not a lot of theming as far as levels are concerned, but right. there is just a really, you know, just a pure joy and fun and high-fiving your your buddy and yeah. uh, and having them say hi to each other when you relink screens. Right, right, yeah. The, uh, there's just a, a lot of little touches that, that, you know, really bring a smile to your face as you, as you make your way through this game. Yeah. And finally, Nick, I must ask, as I always do, should you play this game? I think so. Um, I don't think everyone will like it, I, but I think it's definitely worth a try because even if you would, if you watch it, it might, it might won't come through as well. You know what I mean? Like, it's something you really should get a buddy, try it, and play it. Screw around for an hour and see. You guys might like it and have a lot of fun. Yeah, I would say definitely not if you're going to be playing it solo. Right. But if you can play this two-player, try it. Don't go in there thinking you're going to be beating this game today or tomorrow. But I would like you to check it out and just, you know... Try a different slice of the gaming pie that, you know, there weren't many options like this back in the day, especially on the Sega or the Mega Drive. True, it's true. And this week's game is Altered Beast on the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Starting with graphics and sound. Power up. And I gave this a 3.5. Me too, man. I really, really enjoy all of the graphics and sound that this game offers me. I agree. Uh, I, I really like the, I even like the theme behind it, the pseudo-Greek stuff. Uh, it looks great. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, I love the sound effects. I'm glad you used that power up one because I forgot that th- that's something that had been in my vocabulary for years. I would say at weird times, and I, I didn't know where it was from anymore. And then I played it, and I was like, oh, this is Power Up. This is where it was. It's, it's awesome. It all comes from there. And, yeah, the designs of these creatures are really cool. They're grotesque and fantastical and all these other cool, you know, weird things coming together. And they're just done in a really uh, nice way with very, very large sprites. Yeah, not in a way. Like, the gameplay isn't such that the size of the sprites interferes with your ability to fight and stuff. Not at all, not at all. And then, of course, you have the classic Sega music, that twangy Mm-mm. machine with those boong sound effects. So good. They do sound great. Power up! Now we have play control. And, uh, well, 
I did not give it as great of a score. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm on the fence between a 2.0 and a 2.5. Like, I gave it a 2.0. I think you are, you're pretty slow and floaty with your normal moves. Uh, so slow is my first note after that. <laughs> and yes, there is no range to any of your attacks. And then on top of that, your jump is just so awkward. I, I mean, I kind of got used to the jump, even though you barely use it. Right. I thought there was a decent variety of human attacks, but... You know, your different kicks and stuff. Yeah, but they're never useful. I mean, I used the. I mean, I mean, I used them all a little bit, you know, like uh, various. I, I just punched things. almost the entire time. I did. I either punch, punched or up, duck yeah. and punch, and then sometimes kick the ear. That was about it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's four out of your six attacks, so. I guess you're right. But I mean, there's then, not a lot going it on. It never felt like I was like, oh, I can't wait to fight this guy. I'm like, I hope I don't get punched first. No, you just want to get the animal form. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Power up. Next up, we have the challenge factor. And this really could have gone two ways for me. Yeah. If there wasn't any mention of this continue in the instruction book, I would have probably given it a slightly higher score. I would give it a pretty high score, I would think. Like, yeah. Just the fact that you only get three lives. But with those continues in there, I gave it a 1.0. I think you still give it a 2.0 just because I did have some trouble with some of the bosses aren't very clear as to what you're supposed to do. I can see, like, if you don't know, they all have, like, some super weakness that right. you can just exploit. And if you don't know it, they would probably be pretty tough. Yeah, and I can see you having to go through that level a few times. But, like you said, there are those continues and the ability to add two more points to your health. Yeah, yeah, that'll do a lot. Yeah, I think with that, you know, it's definitely, in my book, a 2.0. Anyone can get through this game if they just, you know, give it a chance. Sure. Power up! Final category is theme and fun. What did you rank it, Nick? I give it... I, I was actually expecting to really trash this game, because mm -hmm. I was like, it's Altered Beast. But I gave it a 3.0. Well, I gave it a 3.0 as well. And, yeah, I agree. I was really going in with the mindset that this was going to be extremely hard. Like was an very, obsolete relic. or Very little <laughs> redeeming qualities to it. And it was going to be just something we had to get through because it is a seminal game in the Sega history. Right, right. But instead, no, it's really fun. The, the theme is awesome. The levels are cool and different. And while there is a lot of the same enemies over and over again, I mean, that's that's what you're going to get in the first two years of any console. Yeah, and I this game, to its credit, especially once you master the beginning and you can get all three of your power orbs right away, is pretty short. So it doesn't overstay its welcome or it doesn't have a super extreme difficulty that makes it unpalatable to uh, modern players. Now, if you could just play as that animal form for, you know, a little longer in each level, <laughs> the fun factor for me would have gone up exponentially. Well, this is a... Man, this game is begging for a revamp, like... Bring it back. Make it like a Wonder Boy game. I don't know. The the idea of changing into different wear forms is awesome, and you could do so much with that. Bring it back, man. Come on, Sega. I know you listen. Yeah, indeed. Power up. And finally, Nick, I will ask the question I do every show. Mm. Should you play this game? Yes. I agree. I don't know if you should seek it out, but it's on a thousand compilations. And sure. if you've got it on that compilation, you definitely uh, you know owe it to yourself to at least try it. It's you could beat it in less than an hour easily with that continue code. You know it exactly. Doesn't take a lot. It's just fun to stop by and see what's up. And this week's game is Super Castlevania Four for Super Nintendo.
starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 4.0. Okay. I, I gave it a 5.0, actually. Oh, wow. I was on the fence. I mean, the only things that held it down for me were some of the backgrounds, which, as we went through the game, I feel like I should probably bump this up to a 4.5. I think that the long amount of time I spent in the final level really brought me oh, down a bit. Yeah. yeah, well, that is the... Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of, like... Like, the sprites are all really well animated and detailed, so they look really good. Like, I, I just don't know what else... I would expect from a Super Nintendo game, and especially one so early in its uh, lifespan. Like, yeah, and all of the Mode Seven uh, tricks they used graphically are done well. They work in yeah. the context of what they are going for, and they're never used in a way that looks too cheesier out there. Right, right. And um, the music is great, while some of it's not my personal taste. I don't fault them for that. It's all very high quality, and I love all the organs and bass effects. Like, it sounds really cool. Yeah, they really brought the Castlevania music into that full, rich sound that you really think of now as, like, you know, Symphony of the Night-style music. Orchestral. Yeah, it has that orchestral edge that they couldn't have before with, you know, just a few channels on the Nintendo. And, of course, those, uh, all of the animations are wonderful. The, the movement of your whip and all that just looks really cool. Mm-hmm. What did you give this game for play control, Nick? Uh, I gave it a 3.0. Well, I gave it a 3.5. Okay. Uh, because I said, you know, it's just like Castlevania, except for they've actually improved on everything. Yeah, really, it's um, it's pretty crazy that they were able to alter certain things. Like, the you know, the Castlevania jump is different now, but it still feels like Castlevania. And yeah, it, it's, it's fun. Like, Yeah, it, it's like they took a thing that I really respected but understood that, you know, well, it's got this limited aspect because of what it is mm -hmm. well somehow they took away that limited aspect but still made it feel the exact same yeah it still feels good and you know and as always i like to give them a little bonus because you have mappable buttons so and that and the the whip the whip is being able to go in not only all of the different directions yeah, it's awesome man it really improves your air game too as simon you know yeah you are not just useless when jumping you know, right, right. you can do, you can attack anywhere and anywhere you want. So for me, these new controls just opened up the game in so many ways that it changed my entire gameplay style for sure, yeah. an early Castlevania. Next up, we have Challenge Factor. And this one is a little harder to pin down. Yeah, I, I went with 4.0 because the as, last two levels, like, like before that, I would have said 2.5 or maybe 3. Until... I literally have written down, was a 2.5 <laughs> till the castle. Yeah. And like... and that's really what it is. It's that castle levels that just stack the difficulty up and up until the very final one where it is just nonstop. It's, it is rough, but not necessarily in a, in a bad way. I, I'm glad there is some challenge in that, you know, it's kind of nice. You can see most of the game without too much trouble and then apply all your hard-earned skills at the very end to, you know. And they give you a password. Yeah. So for me, having that password, you know, while these last bosses are just brutal, right, right. you could have a password that takes you pretty much right to them. Yeah, you're not going to have to go through the whole thing every time. Yeah, so there's a lot of practice you could have at fighting them. And therefore, you know, it's not impossible, but it is just very, very hard. Now we have theme and fun. Yeah, I went with a 4.5. I went with a 4.0. Uh, I could see a 4.5, but I didn't write that. <laughs> uh, for me, my biggest problem is that the first part of the game feels a little disjointed from the second part. Yeah. With yeah. just the ease at which you flow through it. 
But on the other hand, I agree with you that the theming of this game is great. You really do feel like you are outside of the castle, inside it, in the catacombs. You're Moving, going down water. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels like a varied areas all throughout. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I really think that uh, I just like the graphics and everything. Like it really, this really, it, it says a lot that it was able to like pull me back. I was very dismissive of this game before I played it as a kid where, oh, we're just back to simple linear action. Right. But it's it's a lot of fun. So, and you know. Honestly, this, before we even played it this week, I was really going into this expecting to not give it as good of a review as I'm as I have been. I'm, I'm kind of the same. Where I, I always thought of this one as being like the most overrated of Castlevanias. Yeah, but I was. I don't know people were that. like, "Oh, it's great," and I was like, "Is it?" I mean, it's it's yeah. all right. But I'm starting to see that. Yeah, this game really does have its place in the pantheon of Castlevanias, and it, it really needs to be there to make it to the Symphony of the Night that yeah. everyone loves. It's definitely got that missing link quality, or you know. Oh yeah, it's evolving. So finally, Nick, should you play this game? Uh, yes, yes, you should. You know, I don't know if I would have thought I'd say this before this week, but I have to say, yeah, it is hard, mm -hmm. especially at the end. But there are so many quality of life improvements over the first three Castlevania games. And that's not to say that this is going to replace Castlevania 3 as my favorite. Right, right. But it is just a different flavor. If you love Castlevania, you know, this is like... You don't always want to have a steak. Sometimes you just want a nice fast food burger. It's really <laughs> sure, good. Sure. And that's what this is to me. This is a quicker, you know, paced, a not as thoughtful, long form game, but it really does have everything you want in Castlevania. And it does it in a way that is more about speed and more about play. Yeah, there's definitely uh, more. This is the most action oriented one that mm -hmm. I've played in quite some time before we start getting to further systems down the road. But it's a lot of fun. So everyone should check it out. Definitely. And this week's game is X-Men for the NES. Starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this a 2.0. Uh, me as well. Um, I think the backgrounds look very bad and are confusing. And the sprites, while you can tell who they're supposed to be, I'll give them that. At yep. least with the X-Men. are Mainly due to coloring, though. Yep. Uh, Not by shape. Hitboxes are all over the place. My I note what was, doing. what are these things? Because <laughs> that's what I feel about most of what I'm looking at. Like, is this a wall? Is this an enemy? What is this enemy? I mean, honestly, the only reason I went as high as 2.0 is because I actually kind of like the music. It's uh, it's not bad. It's pretty repetitive, but I, yes. they have a kind of jazzy thing to them that uh, I was, like, intrigued. But And then one thing I really forgot to mention during the general chat is that really dings it here is what perspective is this game in? Because you, yeah. you and your characters are in one perspective, but the enemies right. are in another. And the boss is in yet, like, some bizarre third it is a weird like salvador dali-esque sometimes where you're like what's going on in this screen i i don't know now we have play control nick and i went a little lower and gave this a 1.5 i think that would sound about right maybe even lower i don't know it's uh it's really bad and it's almost the worst part of the game you yes know? everything is just so awkward there is nothing you do that feels right 
Yeah, and I mean, maybe it's more the level design than the actual play control. I don't know, but the two things do not fit together in a way that you can enjoy. No, and attacking is just a chore. Moving and attacking is just not intuitive anyway, and it's just, I don't know. Nothing about it feels good. Right, right. Now we have challenge factor. I think it'd have to be five, I think. I gave it a 4.5 because there are cheats. Like you can get those men back. Yeah, and I mean, it does give you a lot of power-ups, but I, I feel mean, like... The... If you memorized, like if you knew exactly where to go, like let's say you and I sat down together, and you had the maps, and I was playing, yeah, and you were like, uh, top right hole, and I just ran there, and then ran to the next thing. Right, and ran right, to the next right. Thing. Like you could beat this game, I think. Yeah, probably. It's just such a chore, I don't know. I, you, I, it wouldn't be enjoyable in any <laughs> way, shape, or form, <laughs> yeah. but it, I think it could be done. So I, I'm not going to give it the full 5.0. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I can see that. But this game is just so obtuse. Like, you can't even get to the last level with the information from the game. You have to cheat, yeah. So that is why, on any level, this game is just... The challenge factor really should be five for yeah. that alone. But I mean, <laughs> taking that away, it's just a mess uh, as far as it's hard to play. Uh, but, you know... And it's just challenging to play through. That's really the hardest part. If you're looking for a fire to forge your soul in, this may be it. But otherwise, I don't know. And then our final category is theme and fun. I gave this another 1.5. I think that's fair. It's it's almost themed well. Like Yeah, but it just ruins so much. It's sad when the select screen is the best part of the game. <laughs> like choosing the, the the character is really like the high point. It's all downhill from there, man. Yeah. Uh you know, like I said, there's a little bit of theme there, but no fun at all. Not a drop. So, uh, finally, Nick, I ask you, like I do at the end of every show, should yeah. you play this game? No. Um, I, maybe you know almost. It's I actually so said, bad. I said yes. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I, I think you have to. Like, just to know what everyone says about this game. Is it? Is it the horribleness? Why did this game crystallize itself for so many players? And it can give you kind of a perspective on... Why maybe some of us uh, old fogies are, are kinder to certain games when you're like, this is not nearly the worst that was out there. Like, right. check it out. <laughs> like, so. so, you know, out of morbid curiosity, I don't expect you to beat this game and I don't expect <laughs> you to pay for it. I just think you should definitely <laughs> try it out. Yeah, all you can uh, experience all that it has to offer in about 10 minutes or less. Indeed. And this week's game is Kid Icarus of Myths and Monsters. For the Game Boy. Starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this a 4.5. As did I. Um, this game has... It looks great. It has a huge variety of sprites. They all are clear and look good. Yeah, they're a little bit big for my taste on the Game Boy, but I feel like they worked around it in every way to make a, make them work. Yep, uh, it's uh, quite a credit to the designers. The, the music's good. Uh, it's catchy and fun, uh, mm -hmm. interesting, and it has its own feel. Yeah, it's not um, the best music in the world, but it is definitely good. It's never annoying, it's never grating, it mm -hmm, keeps mm -hmm. you in the mood. Yes, and you know, I don't know what more, really, you could expect from a Game Boy game, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, and I feel like that about almost all aspects of it. I mean, 
it really just knocks it out of the park on almost all levels. There's just a few enemies that are a little confusing. I'm not sure what they're supposed to be all the time. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, really, it this is a showcase for all of the things a Game Boy could do. Agreed. Next up is Play Control, which I gave a 4.0. I had 3.5, but I, I could see 4.0. I, I'm truly trying to think of what more. I mean, it, it does so much right by giving you the flap, mm-hmm. does does a big service to you. And, yes, very uh, much so. That, to me, is the greatest addition in this game. It really handles so much better than the first one. That, yeah, yeah, and I feel like it's more responsive when you are switching between a horizontal and vertical aim. Yeah, yeah, you yeah can I really can see that. You really shoot sideways and then up very quickly. And then, uh, really, the only thing that keeps it from being so good is it still has some of those quirks of the original where you have that weird slide in your mm-hmm. movement a bit. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But overall, I mean, this is very responsive, and it really shows that the Game Boy can, you know, reproduce the physics of certain games better than or just as well as the Nintendo. Absolutely. Now we have the challenge factor, Nick. What did you give this game? I gave it a 2.5. As did I. I feel like there's a lot of things going for this game that make it easier for you if you have a hard time. Yeah, it's, I mean... It does get a little tough towards the end, but mm-hmm. you've got you can explore your way out of it if you need. Yep. Through future plays, you got to save. Yes. Um, you, all of the play control, you've got rid of the the pit deaths and the other things like it. You can buy as many things as you need at a shop. There's many more ways to get health in the game. Really, so, I mean, I, yeah, it's it it takes all, almost all of the sting <laughs> out of the first game, you know. Yeah, all of the major hurdles that made that game so hard, especially in the first couple levels of the first one. You know, that is such a huge hurdle to get over to really be able to enjoy that game. Yeah. Are all erased in this one. Yeah, it's a nice smooth entry. And while it's not just a cakewalk, there are parts that are hard and there are, you know, the bosses do take a while. There's never a point in this game that I just felt like I was beating my head against anything. Sure, yeah. And our final category is theme and fun. I've got 4.5, but I might go up to 5. I don't know. I I have 4.0. I really like this I game. I might go up to five. Here's what I said. This game is almost better than the first in every way, except for the boss fights. Yeah. Those are the only reason I wouldn't give it a 5.0. Because I'm... those are just needlessly long and annoying. My only, yeah, my biggest gripe is that it's like I wanted to do more in these levels. I wanted to explore a little more, you know. Right. They gave you the first feelings of exploration, but they never went anywhere else with it. Like, I wish, I just wish there were more levels, I guess, but that's yeah. a good thing to want for a game. Yeah, that's a compliment in itself. Indeed. Um, this game is just a blast. I mean, I was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. I went into it thinking that this will be a Game Boy port. You know, I like Hedicarus, so it should be pretty good. Yeah. But I came out thinking that this is the superior Kid Icarus game. I am inclined to agree, sir. And I was really surprised with that. Yeah, me too. So, Nick, should you play this game? Yes, you should. Yes. Uh, I mean, we we really, there's nothing else we can say about how much we like this game. And it really is better than the original game in almost every way. I mean, like I complain yeah. about the boss fights, but they're still doable. And the first one has crappy boss fights. Yeah. Like I was able to beat it in, what, like a day? Like it really wasn't that hard to do once you just sat down and did it. You know, like it wasn't like the first one, which involved some like dedicated like i gotta beat this level and figure out the best way it's a fun game to, it's very palatable and easy to pick up and i did not mention it in the history but i'm pretty sure this was re-released on the virtual console for 
America as well. So okay, yeah. you should be able to get this on your 3DS or whatever, you know, and it's definitely a great mobile game. Take it one level at a time if you need, but it's always sure. fun. Yeah, check it out. Next week's game will be Operation Wolf for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So grab your controller or your light gun, friends, and play along. That's right. And if you think that I just suck at Super Mario Kart, you can let me know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and I will cry myself to sleep. And uh, if you want to tell me I'm not as good as I think I am at Mario Kart, let me know at cartridgecommand at facebook.com. Or check us out on Twitter, where I'll let you know when new shows drop. You can subscribe to this podcast with any kind of device that makes podcasts happen in your ears. Ears? In your ears. <laughs> and, uh, you know, please tell a friend. Tell someone else that will possibly like the show so they can listen and more people can tune in. That's right. The more racers, the better. Yes, indeed. And, of course, we must always say a special thank you to those wonderful and fine folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is their hard-earned coins that they pass on to us that make us able to race through the finish line every Wednesday and release this show for you guys. Oh, yeah. Without you guys, it would not be possible for us to do this. We are just a couple of working stiffs, families, jobs, and many other commitments. But, you know, we love doing this. And as long as we don't have to pay for it, we'll keep doing it for you guys. That's right. So thank you guys and gals so very much. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! shark do 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 i don't know that i know that one you don't have a child so that's why <laughs> don't look it up okay it will invade your life